Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarkey visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, all right. How are we all? A little hungover, actually. Mmm, same. <laughs> Do tell. There you go. Why are you hungover, Schmitty? Well, <clears throat> well, it sort of ties in with uh, also what I'm drinking today. But yes, it was Henrietta's 21st last night. And um, it started at 6. <gasps> Our listeners might finished... recall Henrietta from the Mary Joseph yes. story. That's right. Yeah, like the that. only sober person other than Carla <laughs> on that call. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so she... it was. She's actually older than that now, but because of COVID, we've had to delay it quite a bit. Uh, so it was a nice Gatsby theme. The, I, was, I was telling boys before, the garden was like the circus had come to town, Aww. completely tarped and tented and decorated to within an inch of its life. Kate outdid herself. Um, so it was beautiful, beautiful night. You but are yes, party I, people. We are. Um, we know how to put on a show. That's true. Yeah, I got to bed at about 1.30, which was actually quite decent. But that means it was a, what, seven and a half hour party. So, And then add to that all the cooking and the work prior. So it was a long day. But yeah, it was good. She, I think she had a ball. Her friends seemed to enjoy themselves. And of course, the family definitely did. So I think it was what one might call a great success. That's right. Yes. And why are you hungover? I'm not hugely hungover. I just went to a girlfriend's birthday lunch yesterday. And... um, well, she and that group, they are notoriously uh, competent drinkers, I shall say. If they were to listen to this, they'd know exactly who they are. Um, and I was drinking Palomas, which seemed to work okay for me yesterday. I didn't get particularly nasally, which is a tequila-based cocktail. Um, and I've had them before, and I do like them, but yesterday I was really enjoying them. It's a tequila with like a grapefruit soda, a bit of lime. So they're actually really refreshing. Nice. So when I was four of those deep, I was like, oh, actually, I'm doing quite well. And then I even went to the pub after lunch, and I had a couple of bottles of rosé with the girls and oh my God, ended up taking, I know, I took the dog for a drunken walk when I got home, a bit drunk, oh, it was like, no. took the dog out, I was singing as I was going around the neighbourhood, so yeah, I'm, I'm okay today, a little Fantastic. bit, a little bit rough, but nothing major, yeah. so nothing, nothing a Diet Coke won't solve. Yeah. And what about you, Claire? You know it's a good lunch when you're hungover the next day, I think, Carla. Well, I did have plenty of time to sort of come home and go through all the cupboards and go through the fridge <laughs> and, you know, what it's like when I just eat and drink my way back through to, like, sobriety. But, um, mm. yeah. And then, I, you know, I have had a decent night's sleep, so I should be I should be fine. If I was anyone else, I would be fine. But for me, it was quite a lot to drink. Mm. But I'm all good. Yeah, nice. And what are you drinking, Paul? Uh, well, I say I'm not hungover. This is the odd scenario here. <laughs> I'm the, I think, Carla, you and I have swapped roles. Um we had Absolutely. quite a big night on Friday night, so we were a bit hungover yesterday, so today we're good. But this weekend was supposed to be uh, my niece's 21st as well. So like uh, like yeah. him, um, Charlotte had her 21st in September but was delayed. We've had two starts at the 21st party, and this weekend was cancelled because the whole family came down with COVID. So um, they cancelled it early last week. So, yeah, that was a bit of a shame, but um, maybe we'll try again for a third time. Uh, But so that's meant we've had the whole weekend free, which uh, has been, I guess, a blessing in disguise. 
Um, anyway, so what am I drinking? I'm drinking. Well, I hope, uh, hope they're all some, better soon. Yeah, so uh, Charlotte's boyfriend got it first, then Charlotte got it, then my sister's got it at the moment. So um, it's just going through mm-hmm. the house, which is, yeah. you know, that's yeah. what's happening at the moment. Um, mm. Yeah, but, but they'll be fine and, and, you know, they'll live to fight another day and we'll do it again. Mm. Um, we had a family so, Carla... wedding actually. Oh, sorry. No, you go. Oh, no, go. Go, go. Tell us about your family I was saying wedding. We had, a fa- we had a family wedding, which obviously I, I don't know that I would have been invited, but I couldn't attend anyway, over in New South Wales this weekend. And it was the third time lucky. So they put it, had to put it off mm. twice because of COVID. And all of them were basically under lock and key throughout the last week, terrified that they were going to fail their, you know, final test, as it were, but to be allowed to go to the wedding. Um, so when the photos of all that came up, and it was actually on Friday... I was like, I can't imagine the sheer relief as opposed to actually being able to truly, really love something. I imagine most of it was just the sheer relief that A, people could attend and it was happening at last. Isn't it strange how things happen? But anyway, mm. there you have it. What are you drinking, Paul? Well, I'm having a, a homemade Tinto. So it's um, with the wine that we make, red wine that we make, a bit of soda mm. and some lemon in it. It's very tasty. Mm. Nice. Oh. Yes. How about you? Who'd like to go first? How about we start with you, Schmitty? What are you drinking? Well, okay. No, I'm I'm not on a vodka cruiser today. I am sure you're both aware that today we are recording our 21st episode. Hmm. And I thought because we had a 21st last night and it's our 21st episode that I would revert to something I drank when I was 21. Asti Riccadonna! Asti Riccadonna! Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It's a sweet man. Sweet. It's and here gross. we go. It must have been a Melbourne thing. I'd be, I would have just been having uh, beer. You're so sophisticated the down there in Melbourne. Mm, not really. Okay, here we go. Ready? Oh, Ooh, Jesus. Hey. <laughs> so, Carla, it's sophisticated a about Asti Riccadonna. very sweet. Correct, yeah. How much oh, is it a bottle? Yes, in how alcoholic. No, no, no. How much no, is how it? I mean, much? I'm sure it was super cheap. Is it? I'm assuming it's still oh. relatively affordable given you used to drink it when you're 21. I didn't buy it, but I think it's about $20, $22 a bottle, something like that. Well, that's more God, than I was expecting. That much? That's not in it. That's, I, I was thinking so, you were going to yeah. say like 10 bucks. No, no, it's dearer Ripped than off. that. Cheapers. Um, I don't even see where the humour is in this. That's expensive. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, wrong. Buy it, so that's good. Um, but also, this you get is the main Chandon for that. Hundredth anniversary special edition version of it too. Oh. So I'm sure it's just as sweet and delicious as it ever was. Let me try it. This is the hair of the dog moment. Oh, oh look at that oh. face! It looks oh. amazing. <laughs> it's we've just got to top you up a little bit, haven't we? Anyway, one glass of this should be buzzing. That's it. That's it. There yeah. she is. 21. It's very yep. fruity. It's very. It's like grape juice. It's basically like really sweet grape juice. And it's because it's so sweet. It's low in alcohol too. But it's. I just figure I need the sugar. I need the sugar. Oh, darling. So it's Where okay. would you have been just drinking this like at <laughs> At home, at parties, at a club. Yeah, we drank this. We used to drink this at home. Uh, this is before our palates matured to the drier side of Ooh. wine. <laughs> so yes. You used to you used to pre-game a little bit with it too, didn't you, Schmitty? <laughs> 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a firm favourite until I realised it was probably going to give me diabetes. So anyway. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I need to tell you about one other drink that I'd heard of yesterday, yeah. and I wonder if you have. So a friend was talking about the fact that she'd had what was the equivalent of a Bloody Mary beer. Apparently it's a Mexican thing. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, no. So it's a beer no. with the components of a Bloody Mary. So it's got the Worcestershire sauce. I've forgotten what else is in it. What else is in a Bloody Mary? What's the... Uh, tomato, tomato juice. Tabasco, tomato that's juice. it. And t- tomato, tomato juice. All of those things. Without the vodka, I think, you're having Just it beer with... Yeah, right. I'd never heard of it. Apparently they're delicious. But apparently it's a Mexican thing. And I was like, oh, I've never, ever heard of it. Mm, that on the admission of my Aperol spritz it's just really showing how naive I am when it comes to it <laughs> although I told I told those same friends yesterday about my Campari issue and they were totally on board only one of them oh, could yeah. drink Campari yes. and yeah. they thought there might be yeah. Campari involved in a European version of um, an Aperol spritz an Aperol spritz yeah I don't yeah, know there which is works Campari nicely for my defence yeah there definitely is a Campari spritz suffice to say yeah, yeah. Probably. Suffice to say, when you only really drink three alcoholic drinks, i.e. champagne, vodka, tequila, I'm not not really aware of what's going on. This has been a total education. What's going on with cruises, ales, red wine, Grunter's Wipeout? Maybe maybe you could put Campari with Asti Riccadonna just to cut some of it down. To take the business out of it. Oof. Get that balance. You could put a bit of chilli and um, and garlic in it. It tastes like (laughs) Tabasco. Yeah, I'll get a Tabasco and some tomato juice and we'll see what it does uh, for a Bloody Mary with Asti. I'd like to try it though, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Yeah. okay. All right, so shall we remind everyone who we are? Yes. I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarkie. And together we are... Trial Trial by by Wine. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Trial by different time zones and different Wi-Fi. That's what that is, a trial by. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, now, before we start, I'm just uh, yeah. waiting patiently for the uh, decision on whether Novak Djokovic is going to play in the Australian <gasps> Open. So, um, as we uh, okay. progress, I might... Stare at his eye, watch a bit. ...interrupt as it comes through on my phone. Start squealing... I- because I thought he was his visa was cancelled. Oh no, oh, darling! He's yeah, had a special yeah. Sunday session of court held for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the normal folk. I posted. Yeah, someone posted on Facebook that the government. Oh, sorry, the court is sitting today for Novak Djokovic, but it takes nine years for um, refugees to get through. It kind of puts it into perspective a little bit, doesn't it? It is really the whole thing is so distasteful from every single angle. I would. I'd hate to be close to it in any way because I think that the whole thing is a total, excuse my French, but clusterfuck. I think everybody's done the wrong yeah. thing and everybody's embarrassed by their involvement of it. Nobody's looking good at this yeah. point, in my opinion. Everybody was in it for the wrong This should have been a fight that they were having when he was overseas, not here. Correct. Just yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yep. Let us know. Yep. <laughs> no, it's all right. I think there's a lot of people sort of quite riled about it. So, you know. Mm. Let us know when you know. Yep. Cool. Okay. All right. So, Carla, what have you got for us today? Well, I've sort of decided to indulge myself. I've tried to look into... Well, what has that got to do with the story? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Ooh, Just gross. a quick grope in the corner. I don't, I don't want to hear... Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I do want to start again because it just sounds well, horrendous. Well, 
guess. Given, given I'm going to say, and I, I did leave it in the edit when you accused me of pleasuring myself in the car recently. <laughs> You've got your own back, darling. There you go. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hates one to know one. So there you go. Um, so what I meant by that, and I possibly used the wrong um, terminology, is I thought I'd look into a case that I didn't really know much about, but I kind of felt that everybody else did. Um, because it's it's quite a, well it's a well known case, but it turns mm-hmm. out that I think a lot of people have this sort of same understanding, which is actually a really top line headline, and I I don't really understand a lot about what came before or why the person's referred to as they are. So the person that I would like to profile as such, and I don't even think I'm going to get so far into his crimes, but so I would look at his sort of background because it's so prolific, is John Wayne Gacy who is the oh, yeah. clown yep. killer, serial killer. So yep. everybody knows he's a clown killer. I think everybody knows he was a prolific serial killer. But I don't. I didn't really know much more than that. And I, I, I constantly hear references made to it. Um, so I sort of started to have a look into clown crimes and to see <laughs> if there really was, if that was what this was all about or was it actually just a part of his story that became... The headline. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it was, mm-hmm. It's a nice little package. It's advertising. It's marketing. It's like, how can we, you know, parcel this up in the media? And I, I do think it's a little bit of that. So what I did was I, I, I will go through who he was and we'll, we'll get to that. But at the very outset, there was one key thing that he had said, and it's um, footage taken from um, him in jail. Uh, and he's being interviewed and he says, um, you know, clowns can get away with murder. And this is something that kept coming up time and time again. It's this idea of who you present yourself as. And, you know, a lot of the criminals that we've sort of talked about and dealt with in the, you know, the last 20-odd episodes um, have this same thing. It's like people are not always as they seem. And I think clowns really seem to... I don't even know... I don't think they really polarise people because I don't know many people who really love clowns. But I'm somebody (laughs) who has never, ever... (laughs) care because I've always thought they were dickheads as a child they never interest me I didn't you find thought them clowns were dickheads. I didn't find them scary I do I totally don't get it I'm not the kind of person who finds slapstick comedy entertaining so I don't have any issue with I've clowns got, I've got visits of you as a little Carla. girl and the clown coming up totally. to give you a broom and you're going fuck off dickhead that is exactly right so I'm coming from a place. I know people who are terrified of clowns and they're scared of them. They've got a phobia. Not yes. me. I don't. I don't yeah. care because from my childhood, I didn't ever look at clowns. And think, oh my god, hearty belly laugh. Isn't that entertaining, mummy? It was like, what? Why? That's just. I doesn't sit comfortably. Never has. I'm not scared by it. I just think, what? What? Yeah, Fuck I off. agree. I went to the Fuck circus off. a couple times when I was a kid. And there was a really, really famous Russian clown. Quite, like, bo- bo- yes. I, Both. Um, uh, I know who you're talking about, I reckon. Was it like when we used to go to the Russian circus? What yes, was that we used yes. to go Bobo. to? Um, no, you used to travel to it in Wollongong. And I remember going, I remember yeah, having yeah, like was, the... Uh, anyway, he had a name well, that was <laughs> like the guy from Fiddler on the Roof. I, anyway, can't remember who he was. But it's same as you. Like, they get out, they're rolling... Oh, yeah, that's Big it. week. They're, they're rolling out in their, um, you know, their little tiny truck and they're doing all that stuff. And I never thought, really got it. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. It's some kind of performance art. 
But the scary factor about clowns was more when Stephen King's It came oh, out. Yes. yes. That fi- yeah. Of course. And the the clown is you know in the in, in the, the gutter or the sewer and it takes in the a drain. Kick. And that image, yeah, that image yes. stuck with me. So so oh, no, I don't have a major phobia or fear about clowns either. I'm a bit like you. I couldn't give two shits. And I've always thought they were ugly. So, you know, if anyone gives you like a clown um, toy, you're like, ugh, don't want that. Uh, But I certainly don't have a fear of it. But, yeah, but the fear side did come from Stephen King for me. Yeah. I understand that. So I'm trying to look back. In the 80s, I think clowns were, you know, people used to have porcelain clowns. And then with the beautiful one, the French, is it Poirot? No, no, not Poirot. Yes, yes. Everyone had like their duvet Pira, covers and shit, and it was on pencil cases, and that was like yeah. the beautiful sort of silent cat. I'm like, oh, again, lost on me. Not I think a fan. that one's more like the mime. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, but again, Pira, the pointy Pira little hat and, you know, the yeah. white, you know, muscle, muscle. girls loved it. It was like, oh, get me one of those duvets for Christmas. No thanks. Not into Popov. it. Popov. Popov was the name of yes, that Russian you're right. Clown. Was it the Great yeah. Moscow Circus that travelled? I yes. just had a quick look. Yes. Because I yes, it was. absolutely remember going and seeing that in the gong and it was a big deal I remember having the program which of course I kept I remember it being in my bedroom for my childhood so you know it wasn't that I was anti I'm not anti-circus you know the cruelty to animal bit totally comfortable with that but the clowns no I cannot cannot (laughs) no and let me just frame that by saying of course I am joking and when we we lived in Monaco the circus was still a big big thing then it was going through massive changes because really, clowns are about the only thing that's left in a circus when you take out mm. performing animals. There's really not much else going on. What about on. acrobats? Yeah, that, that's it. Clowns and acrobats. I always like the acrobats. Well, oh, they're like amazing. That. They're basically yeah. Olympic yeah. athletes. Yeah, they're insane. They're so talented. Yeah. But I mean, my point is there's not much left. So, you know, clowns seem to be safe mm-hmm. in their job. Yeah. But, so what you know, another yeah. another career prospect. I'll just note <laughs> that down. Clown school. Clowns. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I'm off to circus. They actually do exist. Clown schools do exist, no, by the way. But anyway. I've known some people who've been I to feel them. like I've been Definitely paid to graduated. be a clown in the past. Yeah. I, I know oh. a few people have got doctorates. Absolutely. Could we oh. add that to, like, your ter- Yeah. What is it? Cert four. Cert three. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> right. Oh. Fox telling Mooney Ponds was a bit like a clown school, wasn't it? <laughs> It was, yes. There was a yeah, lot do, of crazy do, 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 shit that do, happened do, do, there. There was, yes. So, I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so taking my own personal opinion on clowns, which is I really don't, I don't care mm-hmm. for them. I'm not, I just not interested, never been my thing, because I, as a comedic tool, I didn't get it. And so then I started mm-hmm. having a look, and of course, it's not really like that. They say a lot of it's sort of based on a court jester, you're not really, a lot of it was about being tricky and not very nice and making fun of other yes, people. It's not yes. about going, how do I make you feel good and laugh and, you know, put a smile on your face. It's not really about that. It's sort of fun at somebody else's expense. Anyway, so I sort of understand others. that. And the idea that you, yeah, you can't yeah. see who it is, but you know there's a human underneath, that sort of adds another level to it. But then I, I started like looking online. I was like looking for crimes that were committed by clowns, knowing full well we had, we've got, you know, Mr. John Wayne Gacy over here, but what else was there? And to be honest, there's not a lot going on. What it is, is this fear and this idea that the clown itself is so terrifying. So there's not a lot of crimes, but there have been different situations both in the US and even in Australia, um, like in you know around 2015, 2016, where it would become a sort of an 
online viral thing where people would say that they'd spotted clowns and they were like spotted <laughs> near an apartment building in the woods nearby. That started off in the US and they were saying it's a real southern thing. Surprise, surprise. In the US where mm. people become, they talk about clowns and how terrifying they are. But the clowns aren't actually committing any crimes. They're people dressed as clowns just standing there. And I could find article after oh, article that is creepy. of creepiness. But creepiness yeah, isn't creepy. really a crime. So again, nothing, I'd be reading all these articles and I'd be like, oh, and then this happened. Nothing ever happened. These <laughs> people standing around. <laughs> and then you come to the police investigation, they'd be like, we really need to be aware of this. Something could really happen. It's Nothing just a happened. fucking clown. It becomes an what online clown. thing. And I think... Well, there's sto- stories of, like, murders happening and no. there's a clown, you know, over to the left a little bit and no one's watching the murder. They're all just looking at the clown and then they just go, it must have been the clown who did it because they're freaky. No, Not even, like, misrepresented. It was... Every time I'd get to think, there'll be something here, like, I'm going to find another... No, it would literally be footage and people would go, look out the back, it'd be someone's parent go, there'd be someone in someone's backyard. And then from that, I found this clown and he is in, surprise, surprise, Florida. And he thought he would capitalise on this. <laughs> and he reckons he's never got more work than when he... And he would advertise himself. Oh, God, I forgot his name. Is it like Mr. Wiggles or... Cap- I will look it up quickly. And he would... Basically, he would promote himself as the clown to come and scare your child. So people would call this guy. He'd like leave his thing in you know, playgrounds, whatever else. <laughs> Parents would call and have this what? terrifying looking clown. How do I show you who he is on screen, guys? Because it is just so dark. But again, he's um, not committing a crime. He's saying, come on, let me scare your kids. So oh, ba- oh I don't know Lord. if you can see. <laughs> and it's not a good look, is it really? Imagine oh, having that because he's holding that child. That's all staged. So what it was, they ended up doing like a docudrama on or something like that. But he he's true. So he is, you know, wrinkles the clown. Oh, he's he looks like a bit like Jeannie Pratt. <laughs> like without her wig on. Stop. <laughs> oh, God. But I, it said, he looks melted and demented. And in keeping with the post report yes. that he was played by a retired 65-year-old military vet, um, Nichols, so as I was saying, it was a documentary. Documentary reveals the man beneath the mask to be an older white male with a big bush, bushy beard who lives in a cramped RV and doesn't care much for kids. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Whether cooking fish at remote lake, sitting in hotel rooms in dirty undershirts, or frequenting strip clubs where he has the, when he has the funds, this dingy southern figure who demands that his face be obscured at all times, lest his identity become public, comes across as a hybrid of Mark My- Michael Myers um, and the Devil's Rejects Captain Spaulding. Not that I know who that is. But again, he's not committing a crime. They're using him as a vehicle to scare people. And, you know, then he realises he's much yeah. better off as a scary clown. He can make more money than doing anything else. Um, but I, I don't I know if you Carla, can see... when say... you do your school... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. What is the thing with him coming out of some kid's bed? That is the worst, isn't it? The trundle bed. We used to have a trundle bed at my grandparents. Oh, my God. That is hardcore, isn't it? Oh, my God. How bad is that? never sleep again but i've not come across so, a crime it's literally someone paying him to go and do that and scare the shit out of people and you know there was one there was a mum i think it's on the trailer or whatever else and the mum goes oh my god kids look out the backyard and they scream and <laughs> out the back behind the pool in the bushes is that 
bloody creepy cloud. <laughs> it's not just creepy. I, reckon, I feel a bit nauseous having looked at that. that I reckon he'd be great for um, your <laughs> mummy pickups, Carla. You know where you go and pick up your kids. Like if, if someone oh, cut God. you off in the, trying to get a parking spot, then you could hire him to scare their children. Oh God! Yeah. That the thing is, like, you, could, you couldn't scare it, your own. With my dislike, surely. disinterest for clowns, that this I find something quite separate. This is just macabre. Like, I mean, oh, that's clearly meant to scare somebody. And the fact that these, that all of these other things, when I kept looking at them, they have it becomes this sort of online thing, and teenagers start talking about it. Oh, there was a clown spotted in the woods. Whatever. So anyone, I guess, can get dressed up as a clown. They're just people stand around saying nothing and doing nothing. Just, just their sheer presence is enough to sort of terrify people yeah so mm. i was off on my sort of clown you know trying to find clown crimes and to be honest i did sort clowning of around come up short i came up a little bit short but i wanted to share that because i just think it is so messed up um but perhaps it's more of a visual thing so having done that and again with all the headlines about john wayne gacy being a serial killer that was the clown killer when I went and sort of started to unearth his story, it's part of it. But I mean, I, I feel like it's a little bit, it undersells a lot of the other, sh undersells a lot of the other shit that he did. So what I mm. thought I would do is take you back to the very beginning and um, get up to the point where he actually starts clowning, um, as, it's, yeah. as it's known. Because it's only part of his story and, you know, I think it became part of, I guess, It's just the thing culture. that they could sensationalise the most. Correct, yeah. yeah. I don't know why, yeah, anyway. So, John Wayne Gacy. I presume you're both very familiar with him? I am, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, perhaps we go way I've, back. I've I know the name. But do you, yeah, that's sort of like me. I would, if, you know, if I was in a situation, I would probably get it in a trivia competition. I would probably know enough. But I really don't know much more than that. So, I thought Only I'd, if the question was, you know, what was the real name of the serial killer known as Pogo the Clown? He went Otherwise, by two names, which is interesting, but you're right there. Pogo the Clown mm. and also Patches the Clown. Mm. Right, the lesser known name. Oh, I know. It's pseudonym. nice that he right. had two different mm. looks going on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Bozo the Clown, yes. Diversified. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, I don't know, I just think it's a small part of who he is. Anyway, so yeah. John Wayne Gacy uh, was born in um, Chicago, Illinois in 1942. And he is one of the most prolific serial killers that the world has ever seen, certainly the US. And uh, to be honest, a lot of what I'm going to talk about is red flags because there were red flags the whole way. And mm. the fact that he got to do what he did um, just should never have happened. And like yeah. so, so many things that we say, and it's always, well, where does the buck stop? Who, at what point? But there were failures the whole way through. So, red flags, let's start red with... noses, red shoes. <laughs> in one so in terms of my sources um, I've watched there's a lot of documentaries and so I was sort of chopping and changing and my favourite one it was so in depth but it is called John Wayne Gacy Devil in Disguise and like each I think there's like 10 different episodes and each episode's like an hour so because I've just sort of started to scratch the surface, I actually would like to spend some more time because I haven't watched all 10 hours of it. I've sort of been chopping and changing, looking at different sources. But I, it, what was really great was there was a lot of footage of him being filmed. It was his sister. It was, you know, people that were really around. It's not just this sort of matching of, you know, this happened and, you know, they're using this document from a newspaper. It's real footage and real places and real photographs and, 
you know, a lot of it's supported by him. They're asking him what happened and he's telling them. So if you were looking for a source, again, I'd suggest Devil in Disguise is really good. Um, but to walk us through, I'm going to sort of stick up mainly with Wikipedia because it helps me from a chronological point of view to sort of spell out the story because there's so much to it. Okay, so where was I? Where was he born? He was born in Chicago, Illinois in 1942 and he was the second child of John Stanley Gacy so he was born into a normal family. His father was an auto repair machinist and a World War I veteran, and his mum was a homemaker. They were of Polish and Danish ancestry, and they were Catholic. And his paternal grandparents, who spelled the family name as Gatsa or Gaka, had immigrated from Poland, which was um, then part of Prussia. He was close to his mother and his sisters, but he did have a difficult relationship with his father, who was an alcoholic. And surprise, surprise, as is often the case, physically abusive to his family. He was abusive to all of them when he was drunk, but he particularly um, focused his attention on John Wayne. J-Dub. J-Dub's, yeah. yeah. You know, they often say that when he talks, he says he, some of his earliest memories were about his dad sort of getting to him with the leather belt. Although, to be honest, some of my earliest memories <laughs> also include getting the strap. At, no offence, Dad. I have no problem with it. I deserved it. But... um. It was kind of a thing of the time. I used to, oh my God, am I saying too much? Reveal that I used, no, to, get, no, I used right. to get the strap. I used to get, I, um, I used to get that. Yeah. And the wooden spoon. Same, same. I definitely got the yeah. spoon. We We had no handle on our hairbrush for years because <laughs> mum used to smash, break the hairbrushes over the back of us. Yeah. Um, and uh, not so much. The strap was more threatened. The, the yes, strap was a scary that. thing. It was like, yeah, get, when your father yeah. gets home, yeah. he's getting his belt out. Yeah. It's like, all right, whatever exactly. you want me to do, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. so there was that. Yeah. We used to have a, a ruler. I do not know why this exists, but a very heavy uh, yeah. wooden rule or ruler yes. that had been... My grandparents had it or something. It was old. And it had the name oh. Mari on the back of it. There's no one in our family extended her called Mari. But my mum used to threaten my brother and I when we got older, like we were teenagers, and she'd be like, and we'd be like, get Mari out. And she, <laughs> we'd be awful <laughs> running around. She'd be chasing <laughs> after my brother and I with Mari. <laughs> oh, this bloody ruler. It probably still exists. It, like, it, it, it would never have busted. It was so old. We'd had it, like it was in this, the third drawer down the in the messy drawer. Smacker. You know, it was in the, the you know, yep. the messy drawer that you have that has all the bits and pieces. It was in that drawer. Yep. That's where it lived. And she'd go to get it and we'd be like, Squealing and laughing because we know, oh my god, she's going to get Mari, the ruler. Mari's anyway. been beating kids for generations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a hand me down. Um, when when uh, Alex was little, she was quite naughty. Yeah, and didn't respond to anything much, including the wooden spoon. And <laughs> for one Christmas, her grandfather, who's now passed away, gave her. Gave my sister, I think, yeah. a wooden spoon for smacking oh. Alex with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. It was engraved. Fantastic. It was very beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It was special. But yes, uh, you're right. It was, uh, that was just the time. We all, we all pretty much had a bit of um, smack. We had some smacks. Yeah. Anyway, so that was going on. But I do think, you know, when, when you start to introduce alcoholism and it does go on to sort of the next level, so I'm not yeah, suggesting yeah. otherwise... His mum tried to shield him, but in doing that, it sort of exacerbated his relationship between you know, the father and son. He'd say, he's a sissy, you're probably going to grow up queer, you're a mama's boy, all of those old cliches. But despite his mistreatment, he did really love his father, but he never quite felt that he was enough in his eyes. So certainly as a young child and teenager, there was not a great relationship there. In 1949, 
Gacy's father was informed his son and another boy had been caught sexually fondling a young girl. His father whipped him with a razor strop. What even is that? Oh. Sexually fondling. Yeah. What's sexually fondling? Is that like what you're talking about with the... Uh, um... <laughs> oh, oh. Is that sexually fondling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, it's, so, it's, it, it's sort of... It, it, there's a little bit left to your imagination. I don't know. It's not as severe um, as groping in the grotto, but it's inappropriate touching. Yeah, they, they were having a feel. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a precursor um, to groping the same... in the grotto. Yes, that's right, yes. It is a precursor to something, trust me. The same year a family <laughs> friend and a contractor would som sometimes molest Gacy in his truck. Um, mm. Gacy never told his father what? about this, afraid that, he, afraid that, that his father would um, blame him. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, so. I think we're sort of setting a scene where he really does care what his father thinks, and his father doesn't really think a great yep. deal of him at this point. Um, it's not not really going in his favour, and these little incidents are happening, and it, it's not making things better. But did you say the family friend at a contractor who molested him? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. So someone who was a family friend who was a contractor molested him in his truck. So yeah, but they didn't tell his right. family because he. Didn't think anyone believed him or cared. He was already copying a fair bit of heat from well, his dad. Well, also his dad threatened him with being a sissy. Yeah, yeah. He was overweight and an and, and unathletic child. Um, he had a heart condition. He was told to avoid sports at school. So he was sort of just a bit, I don't know, not particularly popular, bit overweight, copying a bit of a hard time from his dad and very close to his mum and sisters. So I think that life was sort of... Okay, but, you know, nothing particularly remarkable, to be honest, one way or the other. And one of Gacy's friends in high school recalls several instances where his father ridiculed or beat his son without provocation. Mm. So you're starting to see that the more drunk his dad is, yeah. the more aggressive he is, and it becomes that it's quite public. Becomes, it's not yeah. sort of something that's just happening at home. People are sort of aware of it. Where things start to change, in 1960, now he's age 18, Gacy became involved in politics working as assistant precinct captain for a Democratic Party candidate in his neighbourhood. And he later comes out and says that he thinks that getting involved in politics was sort of a double-edged thing. One, he really wanted somebody's approval. And he thought if he went into politics, he could impress people and get people to like him and to you know, look up to him and follow him. And he also thought, of course, it might help with his relationship with his father and the way his father perceived him. From the age of about 18 up until the time where he meets his wife, he sort of travels around and there's not much to mention, although I would like to say he ends up in Springfield, Illinois at one point. I've, yeah, I've got this idea that at any town called Springfield in the US, at some point, anybody who's about to commit a crime has to either live there or travel through there or spend some time. So when I read that he'd been in Springfield, <laughs> Illinois, where he worked as a salesman, I thought, of course you did. And I think that might be where he actually met his wife to be and her name not a nuclear engineer no not at all are you gonna like where this goes he, is her name Marge not far off her name is Marlin M-A-R-L-Y-N-N Myers Marlin does she have two sisters Patty and Selma yeah Patty and Selma can you believe that Springfield has come up again well, there are uh, lots of... Um, Springfields, I know. Springfields, That's what yeah, I was yeah. just saying. It was sort of like... Wasn't the you know, last every, one I feel like every Springfield, Illinois? Yeah. Uh, not at... No. Yeah. Was it Illinois? Oh, was it? I think it was. I Is that where was. the wingers were? Springfield, yeah. Illinois? Because hmm. they I came up was. through Iowa. I think it's right. and Because I was saying the real one is actually in Oregon or somewhere. 
But That's right. I think this is. I yeah, think you're right, yeah. actually. Yeah. All roads yeah. lead to Springfield, or certainly all <laughs> crime, all criminals seem to need to travel through Springfield at some point. In 1964, he's in Springfield. He meets his lovely wife to be, Marlin Myers, and she was quite a find. Let me tell you, Marlin's parents or Marlin's father owned KFC. <laughs> Plural. No, 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 no. Oh, a right. number of restaurants. Right. Anyway, right. so when when he when he meets um, Marlene, he's kind of dirty bird marrying into yep. the business. Money. So yeah. they meet, and um, after a six month courtship, Gacy and Myers married in September yeah. of 1964. Marlene's father subsequently purchased three KFC restaurants in Waterloo, Iowa. Could you imagine someone telling you as a child growing up in Australia that somebody owned three KFCs? That would be beyond my wildest mm. imagination. That would just been so cool. That would have just... I would have thought it was awesome. Oh, totally. Three Maccas. Oh, my God. Oh, I would have probably put them on about the same level. To own a franchise. A Maccas, a Hungry Jacks and oh, a KFC. KFC. Get all my bases covered. But it yeah. would be pretty impressive. And certainly from yeah, a would. business no, point of view or career prospects. Yeah. You know, in the absolutely. early 60s, it would have been... Red Rooster. Next to a main... Yeah. So yeah. the couple moved from Springfield to um, Waterloo, Iowa. And that's where the, the KFC restaurants were. I use the word restaurant because they were restaurants in the day. Mm-hmm. They, I think they still are. Well, sort of. well not if many of them. them. Most of them, are, you know what I mean. Most of it's sort of, yeah. no one's I dying. Definitely. I feel like the restaurants have improved in relation to that. <laughs> what, what was a restaurant? What was considered a restaurant What's in the day? What's considered a restaurant, yeah. Yeah, re- restaurants have come a long way since then. <laughs> and this is where I think, wow, mate, you really lucked out. The couple moved there so Gacy could manage the restaurants with the understanding that they would move into Marlin's parents' former home, which had been vacated for them. The offer was lucrative and he would receive $15,000 per year, which is the equivalent in 2021 of $123,000. Wow. Plus a share of the restaurant's profits. So, I mean, (laughs) he was on a, you know, winning streak. That's a pretty big thing, yeah. And he certainly was starting to find who he was. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? And this is when things really start to pick up for him and he starts to find, you know, who he is and starts to want to look into how he can raise his profile in the community. Mm. So during the courtship, he'd actually joined the local JCs. Now, I didn't know what this was, but when I went and read about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I think, I think I've probably seen it referred to in different movies or whatever else. And the JCs is the, um, the United States Junior Chamber. And what it is, it's basically... Is it like the Masons? Kind of. And it's about, yeah. you go there and you become part of a, a club and it's all about leadership and training, a civic organisation mm. for 18 mm. to 40-year-olds. And it's, you know, if you're in business, you want to be in the JCs. And the different chapters of That's the JCs... That's a broad are more successful, group, less it? successful. It is, but it's, cause I guess it's young business people, business-minded people, people who want to have a, a, you know, contribute in a civic nature. Um and also people with political ambitions, I think, would also be drawn to something like this. And for someone who, we're, we've, you know, I've just sort of said, he's trying to find acceptance. He's trying to find somebody who gives him a little bit of a pat on the back and says, well done, mate. I think this, like it's like an Australian there, I've been here too long. Um, but well done. Well done, mate. Well done, chap. It, it, it sort of made sense that he would be drawn to something like this. And he starts work for them tirelessly. And his name is a key man by them quite early on. And this is when he sort of starts to be viewed in his father's eyes as finally becoming the man that his father sort of wanted him to be. Oh, so he's getting acceptance. Totally. But 
is he doing this? How is he managing to do such a great job at the JCs where he's starting to like get recognition on a, on a national level, like he's doing such a great job? And the reason is because he is an absolutely fabulous recruiter. So remember, he's got his KFC business where he recruits young staff. And then mm. as a JC leader as such, you're trying to recruit new members all the time. It's all about, you know, building a base and getting everybody on on the sort of same leadership and training courses that you want them to do because you're all you're basically molding people to be like yourself aren't you that's what it's about i'll give you a free bucket of chicken if you come to my jc meeting that yeah it's a, it's another pyramid thing though it's, it's another a little bit like yeah but yeah. for without maybe the sex cult anyway yeah and that's what he's <laughs> using so i've actually seen footage of him talking about this and he was using pornography to get oh, young members. there you go. So he had, there was sort of two off. things that were happening in tandem. He had his oh KFC God. business, which he'd worked long hours at and you know, was really dedicated to, but he was very dedicated to his young staff, particularly the young males, and he would allow his home to they would have parties. and It was all about this idea of contra. He's all about, I'll do this for you if you can do that for me. And you can see how that's how he, is, he operates. Mm. Very happy to help people. Very happy to help people. But there was mm. always a kickback, and I think quite often the kickback was sexual. So if you think about that in the context of his business, then what he was doing with the JCs was he was using, apparently they were called stag films in the day, but I believe that is just a porn. And then yeah. he would have people turn up to a meeting and they would show these stag films. And I think this idea Ooh, of this... At a meeting. Yeah, or That's after weird. meetings. After meetings. So oh, he, right. he's trying to get everybody kind of in with him. One is he's trying to normalise what he's doing by, you know, watching pornography. I mean, this is in the early 60s. I think it would be quite, you know, risque to be trying to show this kind of stuff. But also it's that idea of, well, not quite getting to blackmail people, but, well, remember we did that together in that shared experience and the shared... Yeah, right. As again, I'm not, I think it may have been a crime, I don't know, but that shared guilt and, oh, we did this together. It's not just him. If he can get the people of influence to do the same things with him at the same time... You know, this is what he did. They're and as then, bad as him. Correct. And there was an interview that I saw with his sister, and she went to visit uh, Marlin and Wayne Gase, uh, John Wayne at this point, and they went to a JC's function. And she was her and her husband and John Wayne, his wife, off they went. She said at the end of the function, he said, okay, we're not all going home together. Her, his sister and her husband got in a, their car. The wife got in the car with another man and he left with the other man's wife. Were they swinging? Yes. What? But in front right. of the sister, they weren't even trying to hide it. So they went home, but the wife was in it as well. So the wife's gone home with the other bloke. And the next morning, the sister comes up, in, you know, upstairs and she says that as one man leaves, her brother arrives home and she says, you know, how dare you put us in this you know, situation where so embarrassed is absolutely mortifying we're leaving. And he was like, you know, well, whatever kind of thing. And it was this, this JC chapter that they had, which was one of the biggest, most successful, and it was getting, you know, the, outwardly it was seen to be, um, you know, one of the benchmark chapters of the JCs was actually this, like, hotbed, again, of people swinging, pornography, and, you know, couples swapping, people just sort of getting it on. Because, you know, they were kind of hiding behind their their influence because they all had the right people involved to think that they were safe and protected and you know, they were upstanding members of you know the community to everybody else but behind the scenes they were really starting to have a, quite a sordid existence 
So it was We're another super sex close cup. in Waterloo. There we go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> So in 1967, he was named Outstanding Vice President of the Waterloo JCs, and the same year, Gacy served on the board of board of directors. Can I? Sorry, Carla. Yeah. Can I ask a question? You may not know the answer to it. Um, did he introduce this pornography thing to the JCs? Like prior to his involvement, did they have none of that going on, and they were just above board and straight-laced business people? And he was the catalyst for bringing this in or was it always there and he just uh, capitalised on it? I don't know that. He certainly right. made it more prolific because he led a lot of it. So I don't I don't know if it was there already. But, right. I mean, to your point, I think you said, Clarky, before they turned up with the KFC, he did. At meetings, Gacy often provided fried chicken and insisted <laughs> on being called a colonel. <laughs> he and the other Waterloo JCs were also deeply involved in wife-swapping prostitution, pornography, and also drug, drug use. So these upstanding citizens, you know, and these, you know, they weren't little country towns by any... I, I, you know, where were they? Waterloo. I suppose, I don't know how big it was, but I mean... It's so odd. It, well, it's this thing of people behind... Uh, this is sort of what I want to get to. Time and time again, you might say that you know people behind the mask of being a clown. You don't need a clown mask. Where people are pretending all the time and, you know, presenting one thing and... You know, yeah, but that's the case now. I mean, yeah. you look at all this. Everyone's Facebook page. Like, how many people, totally. you know, write, I got up and did a really great shit today. And then I, you know... I'm going to put a filter on it so it looks sparkly. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> exactly. seen too many of those. <laughs> exactly. Because everyone wants to present this this ideal picture of what their lives yep. look like, regardless of no, but the mundane and stuff that normally happens. The bit that surprises yeah. me is how do you go to a meeting and all of a sudden start to introduce, introduce pornography that. to yeah. it like it I just know. it's like it's and i don't know if it's it? all of them i don't think it would have been all of them i suspect what you do is and me- remember it's predominantly male and and it was mm. um heterosexual porn because he kept coming back to that but that's that's not who he was but we'll, we'll get on to that he mm. and i you know you'd probably start with a select few realize who they are then you start to introduce people then they would actually get people on board purely because they heard that there was pornography being shown. So it kind of flips. It goes from some being exposed to it, then, you know, I guess the power of people are openly watching it within the meetings or whatever else. So then I guess everybody goes along with it. It's like, oh, that's what we do. This is like a party. To what end? I know you say that, to what I, end? Well, yeah, I know what end. What happens. There is a reason they called it the swinging 60s. Oh, God, absolutely. So um, he's still married at this point. Life is actually probably about as good as it's going to get because he was you know using the jc's chapter to kind of live his what i guess his sexual fantasies at that point um you know he had a very sexual personality he you know by his own account he'd say that and this was allowing him to sort of be a little bit public with it nearly or semi-public because Mm -hmm. it was behind closed doors to an extent but certainly a lot of people if they wanted to use it against him they could, but he made sure they couldn't because he involved them with it. So, you yeah, know, what are you so going to do? Yeah, yeah. Totally. So at this point, he actually has two children. So he's still married to Marlene, has two children, but something changes in 1967. 1967, so this is a couple of years after he's arrived. The year changes. Yeah. <laughs> Gacy sexually assaulted a 15-year-old, a boy by the name of Don Voorhees. And he was the son of a fellow JC. He lured him to his house upon the promise of showing him heterosexual stag films uh, that he'd regularly played at JC events. 
Gacy plied him with alcohol, allowed him to watch a stag movie, then persuaded him to engage in mutual oral sex, adding, you have to have sex with a man before you can start having sex with women. Over the following months, Gacy similarly abused true? other... <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm surprised to hear that. Um, oh. um, uh, I thought that I was in a, like, the used sky book. No. It's... <laughs> In, it, in sex education at school, I don't think that they... Uh, yeah. I think they skipped that module. Yes. Yeah, I missed it too, yeah, yeah. Over the following months, he abused several other youths, um, including one whom he encouraged to have sex with his own wife before blackmailing him into performing oral sex on him. So basically, he, he tricks people. He gets people to his house. He blackmails them. He's a nasty piece of work. But, you know, he's going on unchallenged. And in terms of JC's and his work life, life is as good as it's going to get. But then in March 1968, the first boy, Donald Vorhouse, reports to his father that Gacy has sexually assaulted him. Now, Vorhouse Senior is actually um, a politician himself. And he immediately informs the police who arrest Gacy and subsequently charge him with sodomy. Gacy vehemently denies it and says this is all politically motivated and that he just thinks that Borhouse Senior is uh, opposed to his nomination for appointment as the president of the Iowa JCs. So the father mm. of the um, the boy who was well, assaulted, assaulted yeah. does have influence, does, does have power, does go to the police and says, uh-uh-uh, something's happening, what can you do to help? And when they actually start looking into it, there is, that's when they start to find the fact that he has done this to other boys as well and that perhaps he's not the upstanding citizen that he has presented himself as. He then, during the, um, the process, he goes and intimidate, or he, get, he pays somebody to intimidate um, the Voorhees boy and gets caught on that as well. So when he actually does have a, psych- a psychiatric evaluation, they are mm. not complimentary it says here mm, this is a section of report detailing him yeah in 1968 mm. psychiatric evaluation already this is 1968 remember this is a quote the most striking aspect of the test results is the patient's total denial of responsibility for anything that has happened to him he can produce an alibi for everything he presents himself as a victim of circumstances and blames other people who are out to get him the patient attempts to assure a sympathetic response by depicting himself as being at the mercy of a hostile environment. Mm. So he is caught. You know, he's he's a victim. Yeah. Everyone else is yeah, the yeah. meanie. And no, no sense of remorse. Like it's all, it's everybody else has done this, not me. People yeah. are out to get me. I've done nothing wrong. You know, it was consensual. Yeah, sure. I, you know, sure, a 16 year old was giving me a blowjob, but oh, you know, he wanted to. It's all, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And yeah, again, yeah, you yeah. can see him talk about this stuff. Um, but I've also watched some of the police officers and stuff were involved. And, you know, from the very outset, they were like, he is just a piece of work. He will tell you what you want to hear. And he's incredibly confident. They say in everything they did in dealing with him, he didn't ever think he was going to get caught. And a lot of it is this sort of bravado that the way he presents himself, no not bothered no it's all good I've done the right thing haven't done anything wrong there's no sense of um am I gonna get caught out here how am I gonna there's no there's no ducking and diving it's not like that it's just like no no so he gets caught and he gets convicted (laughs) oh 
And what they did was they actually, you know, there were other things that he'd done, but they actually got him on the sodomy. So on November 7, 1968, Gacy pleaded guilty to one count of sodomy in relation to Voorhees, so the son of the politician, but he didn't plead guilty to the charges related to the other youths. That was, that just didn't happen, didn't, didn't fly. Gacy claimed Voorhees had offered himself to him and that he had acted out of curiosity. His story was not believed, thankfully. <laughs> and he was convicted. <laughs> curiosity! Do you remember that show? Yeah. <laughs> that could have been very yes. different. Yes. <laughs> I love that show. What was the man with the curly dark so hair? Long. Phil or Ian? Um, what was his name? Do you know who I'm thinking of? Yeah, the curiosity. Yeah. Curiosity! Yeah. Wondering oh, which one. Talk about taking. Taking me back. I can't believe you remember the jingle, though. I love that show. Show. And I'm just thinking, if that had been the opening scene, it would have been very different. And it could have been curiosity. So that scene. Yeah. Anyway, so he was convicted of sodomy on December 3rd, 1968, and sentenced to a 10-year... What's the going rate for 10 years? 10 years. That's a lot, isn't it, I think? Um... To be served at the Anamosa State Penitentiary. I read somewhere else it was called a reformatory, which I thought was slightly different. And what was quite interesting about this place is it was a lot of young people, um, and the idea was that they were people that could be reformed. So perhaps that's why I read somewhere else it was called a reformatory. Maybe it was called a reformatory, and then it changed its name to penitentiary after they realised they did such a bad job on John Wayne Gates. (laughs) Quite possibly. 100% not reformed. So, so yes, he's abused a child, but I'm, I'm kind of interested in the, I guess, the context of the time <laughs> around. That's him. What's his name? He's just Phil? showing us his name. Rob, Who Rob is Morrison. Not, Rob Morrison. No. Rob Morrison. Yeah. Was it? It was. Rob Morrison oh. and Dean Hutton. Or Dean. Dean, who I'm thinking of. I think of Dean. Oh, Dean. It's Dean. 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 Yeah, yeah. Dean. Yeah. I like Dean. Yeah. Dean was like, of the time with Are that you fancy him? Well, Mum probably did. I probably wasn't at that point. I was, ju- I was just there for the science. Mum was probably there for Dean. The science, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Or> family viewing. <laughs> that, I was that just there for the hot science period. teacher. Curiosity. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, every, everyone in that period, though, looks like a porn star, German porn so star. So true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to ask a question about the reform and the crime. Yeah. Yes. So the child, so the boy was underage anyway. Yeah. But you know, um, from a co- contextual point of view, sodomy and I think homosexual sex was against the law though as well. So it's it's not just an assault on a child. It's all the the oh. additional crime is homosexuality. Yeah, I think yeah. right. Yeah. I think, I think sodomy is a that... bullshit charge. I'm not sure that Iowa was that all that progressive at the time, or even is now necessarily. Well, I think it should just be well, rape. It's either rape or it's, you know, or it's homosexuality. It's you know what or... I mean? Like, yeah. So that's I guess that was all I was looking to explore was how, how, how many heterosexual. It's all consensual. People are um, convicted with sodomy. Probably zero. That's exactly the point. That's that's exactly my point. It's it's rape. It's a non-consensual. Not they're not sorry, doing non-consenting it. sexual act. No. Uh, correct. No, they're all bumming. It's all big. <laughs> B- bumming is, bum is big. Bumming is bum chumming. Bumming is big. Bumming is big. I don't agree with that. On every level, bumming is much bigger than it was in the eighties and nineties. Oh, it is. Guys in the pub yesterday, girls, it's all about your bum. Bumming is big. Itty bitty, I like big butts and I cannot lie. 
What was that we did that in relation to? You, I forgot which story yeah. that was. So inappropriate. Making tea cakes. Yeah. Making, Making tea, tea cakes. cakes. Yes, so I get tea right. cakes, hon. <laughs> That's it. Don't put my anaconda <laughs> don't want don't none unless she no. got buns, hon. Uh, buns, hon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh. Mr. Mr. Gacy is um, sentenced. Uh, to 10 years, and on the same day, the, the sentence is, oh, sorry, the same day, Gacy's wife petitions for divorce, requesting she be awarded the couple's home and property and sole custody of their two children and alimony, and the court ruled in her favour, and Gacy <gasps> never saw no his first way. wife or children ever again. Good. Thank God for them, but I mean, that's a pretty clear cut, isn't it? Mm. I don't like, no, think no, that's like, okay. I'm again, no, why? Again. It's this anti-homosexuality thing. That's why it would have been so easy to let so go. Correct. No. And her parents, so everyone would have been involved. The no. house, alimony. Everything. Like, just, yep. he gets nothing. Wow. If he'd had an affair with a woman, it wouldn't have happened. Isn't it crazy? You can definitely if he'd see sodomised a woman, it wouldn't have happened. Wow. Yeah. If he sodomised a woman, it wouldn't have happened either. That's that right. He probably did. <laughs> that would have been called a stab. Because they're, they're not actually they're not actually charging him with rape, so it's not like <laughs> God. Okay, and no, so, that's right. That's that's the point I'm making. Is that it's not about it. They're not calling it rape. They're they're, they're focusing on it being a homosexual act. Yes. But but you get ten yeah. years, but you also lose everything. Yeah. Everything. Oh, but don't you yeah. find the ten years that's... when we've talked about so many crimes at this point? The ten years to me felt shocking yeah. for that. Whether he served, I, I agree. I, I thought I know, it might have been a couple of years, but I would have thought maybe five, uh, but I wouldn't have thought ten. And th- that's not what I think. That's just on the scale of crimes that we've looked at and the different sentences yeah, yeah, given. Of course. That I was shocked by that. Yeah, it's yes. not like I go, oh, I think that just. Uh, that's not my point. My point is on the scale. Yeah, of no, no I agree. Seen, I was surprised. At the Relative. Yeah. yeah. Now the next bit I found, well, rather entertaining in some respects because it just didn't feel like what I thought his prison experience was going to be like. So, mm. again, you must have a look at this. This is um, featured in the Devil in Disguise documentary. They show footage of the prison that he went to and they speak to an inmate that he met on his first day there. He seems like a really nice man. This guy was only in there for a year and a half and his crime was forgery. So if you look at the whole scale of different crimes and why people are in there and the different types of people you'd be exposed to, I imagine this guy is probably pretty... He spoke well, beautifully. I swear to God, he must have gone on to be an author or something. There were words that he was using that I thought, oh, I haven't heard that word in so long. It was beautifully spoken. And he, as I said, met um, John Wayne Gacy the first day that he was there. John Wayne Gacy did not tell the truth. He did not walk into the prison and say, oh, guess what? I'm here for sexual me. assault of a uh, sodomy of a minor. No, he, uh, oh, God, I forgot what he said he did. Oh, God, I've gone blank. It wasn't sexually committed. He said that he had been set up. And, oh, God, I can't remember what he said he did. Oh, my God, what kind was of... Was it something to do with the podcast political am I? thing? <laughs> yes! Yes, yes. That it would be, you know, yeah. that he would be basically cast in that role and he, he hadn't done anything. But he didn't say it was anything sexual because as the chap who they were speaking to would say, if anybody knew that you were a sexual deviant, and he used that word, in that era, you don't leave, you know, prison unless you're in a card... You know, not cardboard, but a, a wooden box. A box. A box, yes. yeah. A laundry box. So he said, basket. you know, by all... Yes, he turned up uh, at a prison that, again, didn't even look like other prisons. This this chap said it looked like the castle from Ivanhoe. It was this stone building with big turrets and whatever. I said, you know, it was 
it just didn't look like what I would think a, a modern prison would look like. And mm. as they were saying, younger crimes, people who generally hadn't, I didn't say they hadn't done anything as serious, but I think that, you know, the idea was it was supposed to reform prisoners. So when he got there, he ended up being a model prisoner. Now, remember, Mr. KFC's had some experience in the kitchen. So he ends up, within months of arrival, he had already risen to the position of head cook. And there's an interview with him by a local TV station. I mean, the amount of footage that they've got of this man is unbelievable. He's being interviewed. Sorry, darling. Is this just because he had the 11 special herbs and spices recipe? I doubt it. (laughs) Best southern fried chicken in Iowa. (laughs) But could you imagine having someone who'd come in, you know, the manager of a franchise of KFC... Getting food out quickly, cooking it in you know, yep. large batches, yep. he would have been like king. So he goes in there, he curries favour with the guards immediately, he's giving them the best cuts of meat. You know, so there's already this sort of backhand, you know, I'll do this for you, you do this for me. He gets himself into this fabulous position within months. And so he's also good at head the, and he's a good chef, hence head chef. And he's allowed to wear, which apparently is very important, he wears a shirt, a white shirt that no other prisoner wears only the guards wear white shirts everybody else Why? is in denim because he's own. a chef correct so in the whole right. this sort of the level hierarchy, of hierarchy correct yeah. in prisons yeah. he is set apart from everybody else so whilst he's got the head cook gig going on being interviewed by the local um radio sorry tv station asking what he's going to do for christmas lunch for the prisoners that's the footage that i'd seen he's also running this just blows my mind, the um, Anamosa Penitentiary's division of the JCs. Of JCs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I didn't even get to the murders. There's so much stuff that I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, the other JCs that are, so you're comfortable to recognise this lot in jail? That's that, that's a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. And what well, did JCs you know, stand for? Out? Junior... I don't, the junior, junior. The United junior. States Junior Chamber of Commerce, I think. Chamber the United Commerce, States Junior yeah. Chamber is what it's called. They just call it the JCs. Um, and so they so watch young porn and they run a branch from prison. Like, come on. Well, I mean, what, what they couldn't don't do much worse in prison than what they're doing outside. So, I mean, I guess in many respects it seems to work. Um, it says he joined the inmate JC chapter and increased its membership from 50 to 650 men in less than 18 months. Oh, my God. Months. Was he running porn at the, at the prison as well? That's insane. He's that known is. to have secured an increase in the inmates' daily pay in the prison mess hall and to have supervised several projects to improve conditions for inmates in the prison. This guy, by all accounts, was a doer. And in mm. every time I look at something, he was not afraid of working hard. He was not afraid of um, putting himself out. That was all about networking and, and influence and exposure to other people. He's always trying to meet new people for a number of reasons. I guess we'll get into that. But it also that. sounds yeah. like there's a lot of lowest common denominator stuff going on too where he's trying to oh, drag absolutely. them all down to his level are, as he recruits them. Or drag them up. Again, a lot of what he does is he finds right. people who are disenfranchised. You know, you've just yes. done your first crime, you're in jail. You know, a lot of po- probably really easy targets. You know, young Predominantly men, obviously, yeah. certainly in jail where he was. You know, guys who are just without hope or have mucked it up or, you know, obviously big time mucked up. But 
just want someone or some somebody to want here want somebody to recognize them to give them a sense of belonging so you know they're right for the picking but this guy mm. knows what he's doing he's not he's not anyone's no, fool, he's a, is he's he? a manipulator he's totally a master manipulator yeah. yeah and this i just cannot believe so he finds out that there's a mini golf company or i think oh, venture let's go <laughs> that has gone into bankruptcy so he's allowed to call to see if he can acquire the mini golf, like set up as such, you know, the, the infrastructure. For the, for the prison? For the prison. He for calls, prison. he says, he doesn't say he's calling from a prison, he says he's calling from a non-profit. So if they can <laughs> take it from them, it can become Genius. a tax deduction. And right. he manages yeah, to right. pull it off. There is an it's aerial... Like Shawshank Redemption. There is an aerial shot of... It's a bit like Andy, <laughs> yeah. you know. Of the Anamosa yes. State Penitentiary mini golf. So it is installed. He is a hero amongst the prisoners. <laughs> set himself up to be this, you know, what a guy. This guy's looking after our leisure time. He's looking after our food. He's looking after our, you know, our, our best interests. I, you'd be hard pressed to do a better job, really. And as the mm. guy said, he mm. said that golf course, if, you know, the course of history had been otherwise, it would be still called the John Wayne Gacy, you know, Memorial Miniature oh Golf. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. yeah. And it's still there. And isn't it amazing how... Does it have... I was going to say, does, does it, it have, have alligators on it? Like the um, <laughs> Florida... They're not in Florida, love. They're not in Florida, love. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, first of all, in so he's only been in jail for, I don't know, a year at this point, yeah? In June of 1969, he was... Denied parole after being there for like less than a year. So to prepare for a second scheduled parole hearing in May 1970, he completed 16 high school courses for which he obtained his diploma in November of 1969. He is a machine. This guy... What? It's unbelievable, isn't it? I don't give a shit about the clown stuff. I think all this stuff is really interesting. This is like, wow, you... You're unstoppable yeah. when you want to put when you want to do something. You will find ways, and you know. I think that bears out. It in comes the rest to play. Story. It does, but you know, <laughs> the, the clown is just—it's nearly like an aside. This is the stuff that it I was, find interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Increasing, you know, the membership from fifty to six hundred and fifty men. I'm gonna say, uh, as a marketer, oh, I'm very impressed. Hello, by that. I think yes. that's where I start going. Yeah. That was a hell this of a is, return on investment. This guy is <laughs> we could have been doing textbooks on him for totally other for other reasons yeah. other than being you know yeah. a mass murderer but you mm. know this is that thing where you go where is genius where is madness where is all this stuff that mm. where does it all come to play and when what's the tipping point you know but i think his um sexual nature but, possibly well well yes yes and no yeah. because many very successful ceos um you know psychologically considered to be uh, psychopaths yes sorry not psychopaths sociopaths yep um so it could just be that similarly he had those same capabilities or or tendencies and then he goes that step further yeah. um but but all of the things that you've talked about his ability to manipulate people his ability to really push through his lack of remorse on stuff yeah um, is all you know all of those sorts of things they make really good senior leaders they make really yeah. really good CEOs because um, you can just you know, you know water off the next thing 
you know, it's like they're not going to be held down by a failure or yeah. so it's like, okay, yeah. next, we've got to keep moving, we've got to keep moving. How do we get our next success? And you're so right. So many of the things that he, you know, is demonised for are things that on another person are things that you think, wow, that is a... If a, he hadn't awesome. killed people. Correct. Yeah. You know, yeah. or rape small children, <laughs> young, you know, children. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, there's there's that. Uh, mm. So, he's denied parole. He's done his... Um, 16 courses, but importantly, on Christmas Day in 1969, Gacy's father died from cirrhosis of the liver. Remember, we talked about him being an alcoholic. Um, when he's informed of his father's death in, in jail, he collapses to the floor sobbing, and he really is very much affected by this. And the gentleman, the inmate that was in, um, interviewed, said that he would you know, walk the yard with him, and he said he was heavily affected by the death of his father. And he felt partly responsible because he thought he'd brought such shame on his um, father and his family by serving this, you know, by going to jail. Yeah. Not by what he did, I don't think he could make that connection. It was the fact that, you know, he'd been sent to jail, mm. you know, because he didn't really believe what he'd done was wrong, you know, because he's beyond all of that. But this really had a massive impact. I mean, he did carry that. He thought that it, this had caused his father's death ultimately. It was just the shame of him being in prison. Yeah. Uh, so that's Christmas 1969. He was granted parole with 12 months probation on June 18, 1970, having only served 18 months of the 10-year sentence. Yeah, right. The 18 month bit, I think, is very short, but what he achieved in 18 months yeah, in prison huge. is... It's remarkable. It's remarkable. I mean, I don't know that I could do that. Oh, no, I couldn't do it. But, you know, no. most people couldn't, couldn't do, do that at home of prison. Or, I know. I mean, they must have had a great schedule. I'm, I'm off to study. Oh, okay, love. I'll leave you to it. Um, I've got to do a shift at the, um, at the in the kitchen. Oh, whilst I'm just making a call to organise yeah. the to do the mini the mini golf, golf course. <laughs> he must have had an office, in, oh, and then whilst recruiting another six hundred odd people to the JCs. This guy's a machine. Mm. Anyway, so that's six hundred people so, in eighteen months. That's like 30 yeah, people remarkable, a month it? or something, isn't it? <laughs> Maths. I don't, know, I don't know. Roden and Fields it or is, what this guy's guy number. He's very good. He's the ultimate pyramid guy. Just recruit, recruit, recruit. But because I think That's he one used a day. so much sex, it was easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, what, he recruited people by sex, you reckon? Well, well, he certainly did with the JCs outside. I, and I imagine they probably did the same in jail. I don't know. I would only assume that, you know, it'd probably be that and Sex four. and KFC. Yeah. Sex. Just well, he didn't like have a... the KFC to lure them in, in uh, within the no. prison. But I guess he had his... Unless he was doing that in the kitchen. Who knows? I'll give you an Using extra his piece knowledge of, of the 11, you... 11 special herbs and spices. Mm. So the conditions of his probation included that Gacy relocate to Chicago to live with his mother. And... I'd seen in an interview where the sister was interviewed and the mother wanted him to come home. She wanted him to come and look after her. She was a little bit incapacitated. Can you be a little bit incapacitated now that I've said that? Yeah. 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 Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's lost her husband. If you have six drinks, you can be a little bit incapacitated. If you have (laughs) 12 drinks, you can be a lot incapacitated. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So... So off, off he goes. He's going to live with his mother and he must observe a curfew um, of 10pm. On his release, he told uh, a fellow friend from um, the JCs that, who had picked him up from prison that he would never um, 
go back to prison and that Gacy was steadfast and that he believed that he was innocent, that he'd never done anything wrong. And so off he goes to Chicago where he gets a job as a short order cook in a restaurant. And again, by all accounts, the restaurant was a, a good restaurant where he kept, um, I don't know if mingling is quite the right word, but he was exposed to people of lots of different parts of Chicago. I wouldn't necessarily again say society, but people that were useful to him. And, you know, he he was always out finding the right connections. He's a networker. Totally. Yeah. So that didn't stop. It just He just had a new a new field, new group of people, new community to work with him. In, in LinkedIn terms, he would have been one of those people who's got thousands of connections. And you're like, how is that even possible? Yeah. So he lived with his mother in a condominium. And he, at this time... He started, and again, I've seen, this is part of an interview that he's seen. So he's doing full, you know, full hours, full-time work at, I think it was called Bruno's, which was the Italian restaurant that he worked at, but it wasn't enough for him. So he bought himself a van and he started doing contracting work, like building work. And he'd do that predominantly every weekend. So basically, if there was an hour to be awake and of doing something, he was out there working, getting money. But I actually think it was more to do with being exposed to new people all the time. Who's new, mm. who's fresh meat? for want of a better term, mm. but how do I find oh, new contacts all the time? And you can't keep, you know, using the same pot of people over and over again. So he starts up a construction company, which he calls, I mean, it's tiny, but it's called PDM Constructions. And at this point, he says to his mum, you know what, I don't think I can run this company and do my other work out of the condo. I think we need some space. I think we need to move to a house. Let's, let, let's do that. I'll need the garage space. I can run the business from a house. So they do, they buy a house in um, what will become known as Summerdale. It becomes very famous for a host of reasons, but this is why they end up, yeah, this is why they end up in Summerdale, which is just part of a little, um, well, quite a working class neighborhood in Chicago that I think it's called Norwood or Northworth. And, you know, people there have, you know, 2.5 2.5 children. They're those sort of wooden little houses. They're all sort of on top of each other. They're, but it's their mm. own home. And, you know, they're hardworking, you know, blue-collar people. And, you know, they become part of that environment, that part of that community. And uh, he sets up his business and he has a... He runs, you know, the office from their dining room table and he uses the garage. And, um, you know, he's, he's starting off again. He doesn't ever refer to what happened in Iowa. He's now in... Illinois and Chicago, and he kind of starts afresh, as if, you know, none of that. No, no wife, you know, no kids, no jail time. You just keep rolling with the punches and you start again. Yep. Oh. Schmidt, have you stopped drinking your Asti? Oh, look, I've given it the best I could. I mixed it with um, soda water and ice to make it a little less sweet, and that was okay, but the acid's killing me, so I'm just about to chow down on some quickies. Um, and then I've got myself a cruiser. <laughs> and I've, You're I've a got myself a cruiser. Uh, <laughs> it was very ambitious going with the Asti. Well, I know. Oh, well. I gave it at the old college. <laughs> okay, so I alluded to this earlier where I, I just, there were so many warning signs, so many red flags along the way, and people not talking to one another, but, you know, the different... Um, What's the word I'm after? Authorities. Authorities, that's the word yeah, I'm after. Yeah. And this is a great example of that. Listen to this. On February 12, 1971, Gacy was charged with sexually assaulting a teenage boy who claimed that he had lured him 
into his car at Chicago's Greyhound bus terminal and driven him to his home, where he attempted to force the boy into sex. The court dismissed this complaint when the boy failed to appear. On June 22, Gacy was arrested and charged with aggravated sexual battery and reckless conduct. The arrest was in response to a complaint filed by a youth who claimed that Gacy had flashed a sheriff's badge, lured him into his car and forced him to perform oral sex. These charges were dropped after the complainant attempted to blackmail Gacy. The Iowa Board of Parole did not learn... The, the Iowa Board of Parole, so that was his memory was in prison in Iowa, mm-hmm. did not learn of these incidents, and eight months later, in October 71, Gacy's parole ended. The following month, record, record sorry, of Gacy's previous criminal convictions were sealed. So it Why? just played perfectly. Uh, I don't know. You're just allowed to move on. Well, but why? I don't know that. Let's give you a clean slate, mate. You've done such a good yeah, job recruiting for the JCs. <laughs> well, you haven't done your but, time yet. You haven't even done 20% of your time. <laughs> talk about just being able to, you know, yeah, but soldier on it. It's pre-computers and stuff too. Yeah. So I can kind stuff of Stuff like this must happen constantly, yeah, really. Yeah. You just go somewhere else and you start again. Much the the ceiling, now. maybe it was, maybe they became a bit sympathetic towards the charge of sodomy a couple of years later and went, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. It just, yep. It's just odd, I think. That the ceiling is really weird. I don't understand yeah. why you would do that unless you felt that perhaps the charge didn't match the sentence. No idea. Absolutely um, no idea. I don't know if that was a commonplace thing that you no, did after you've committed, like, so once, once you've done your time and you've done your parole, maybe it was a commonplace thing. I don't know. If you've got your 600 recruits and your golf course for the jail. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a little round of meeting. You're not all bad. No. Hmm. So yeah, he and his long. mother have... Um, Bought the with her assistance. That's how they afforded it. This you know this house in the address was eight two one three West Summerdale Avenue, and in Summerdale, no, in Nor in the village of Norwich in Norwood Park Township. So it was just part of right. Um, well, it says it was an unincorporated area of Cook County, which is part of metropolitan Chicago. So if we just said Chicago, I'm sure that would. Okay. Well, that's about yeah. all I can understand. I don't know what unincorporated means in that context. Um, Gacy was active in yeah. his local community. I bet he was. And so helpful to uh, Wasn't neighbors. he, though? Mm, he willingly loaned his construction oh, oh, oh. tools, ploughed snow, and, you know, just... Ploughed some other things, probably. Absolutely. Ploughed their sons. <laughs> that's right. But, correct. Between 1974 oh. and 1978, <laughs> he hosted annual <laughs> summer parties, each devoted to a particular theme. Sounds like your place, Schmitty. Oh, Those events were attended by... <laughs> Without the sort of me. These events were but attended only by with wholesome 400 fun people. That's right. That's right, yes. So up to 400 people would attend these parties, including politicians. So he was a man of... 400? Yeah. That is an yeah, awful lot. I don't know. I mean, if you saw the house, you will see the house. It's not big. I don't know where they were all... I just... I think that could be an exaggeration, but who knows. But it says 400... In August 71, um, not long after they'd moved into the house, he became engaged to a lady called Carol Hoff. Carol Hoff was a childhood friend of his sister's, uh, sisters, and apparently he, she had dated um, 
John Wayne Gacy during high school. They were married in July was 1 she of known 72. as the half? <laughs> she was known as the luckiest lady around, I'd imagine. Um, they were married on July 1, 1972. And she and her two young daughters from a previous marriage moved into Gary's home um, not long after they were announced the engagement. So they all lived happily there together. Into Gary's home? Into was, Gary and, the and, the, and, and Gary's mother. Gacy yeah. and his mother. Not, oh, so did not I say Gary? Gary sorry. Yeah, whoever Gary is. Yeah. yeah. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Gary. I do this constantly. Gary. Gacy. No, Gary. I know. No. Well, I do that all the time. <laughs> I do that the, constantly. I know. No, I when, we, when we did the um, winger story, I reckon oh, you called God. Donna yeah. Deborah. You called her Deanna. Donna. You gave, you gave Donna, and that was her real name, but you gave her about four other D oh names God, throughout it. Oh, God, I'm dreadful with names. Uh, Sorry. That was funny. John Wayne Gacy. Oh, uh, well played. So, Carol Just checking Hoff, to see the, that we're on our, the top, Hoff, our toes. The Hoff the and Hoff. her daughters from a previous marriage move mm-hmm. in with John Wayne Gacy and, at that time, his mother. His mum, yeah. However, she did move out Ca- shortly thereafter. She goes into her own apartment. Oh, the mother. Yeah, Carol and right. the Hoffets. The sister who is interviewed, <laughs> and the sister talks about how she was really happy that they got together, her, you know, her old friend and her brother, because she said they both needed someone, they were quite lonely, and she thought they were a nice match. And, um, you know, there's photographs of their wedding, which looks terribly normal. And But the sister would have known that he was in jail for sodomy. Yeah, I'd imagine so, but I don't think that they really mention that. And right, I have heard oh, left it left it no. out of his dating profile. I've heard the Hoff be interviewed, and she, yeah. she said they had the Hoff said that they had sort of neglected to mention that. Um, I wonder, really? Yes. I think, me. Um, but but the sister might have also been on the team of he was a political victim rather than an actual sodomite. Yeah, true. true. She, she says know. that his parents absolutely believe that. The parents right. absolutely focused yeah, on right. that when he was in hospital. And I mean, I mean hospital. Oh, oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> Prison. What? I'm, I'm sure oh, some people. The... Oh, my I'm... God. It's only going to go down here from here, here isn't it? Oh. <laughs> um, You're going to get cut off the Diet Cokes. <laughs> I thought there was a whole other so part of the sorry. story you weren't telling us. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm trying to be so earnest. Oh, and they're in prison, hospital, whatever. Oh, Gary's God. in hospital. <laughs> Gacy's in prison. Gary's in hospital. Okay, so I don't believe the Hoff was aware of... Um, of any of that. Right, right, right. No, 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 no. Of and she sodomy. says that her daughters still referred to him as dad. They had a great relationship with him, and by all accounts, you know, he was a nice stepfather. So mm. there you go. I don't think he was interested still, in them. Still as in... After all of the story plays out, they still call him that. Mm, I don't know if I could go that far, but certainly... <laughs> at, oh, but at this point. Where, whilst they're together. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, shortly yeah, right. after, okay, they're not gotcha. together. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've kind, of, I've kind of got ahead of myself a little bit there. No, I think I got so, ahead of yourself. When the sister talks about this period, she says she's happy for them to get together. But when mum, you know, their mother moved out, the mum could sense that perhaps, you know, I think the mum kind of knew all along is what the sister is yeah. alluding to and says, you know, maybe she just doesn't want to be part and, and party two, seeing what's, you know, going on at 8213 West Summerdale Avenue. Mm. So by 1975, Gacy tells his wife that he is bisexual. So he's you know, now starting to own it a little bit, I think. And when he's interviewed later on, he always says, I'm not a homosexual. I am absolutely bisexual and I prefer women uh, to men. But I guess, you know, that's something. I think that he at least is... 
heading towards dealing with, you know, part of his persona at least. And then after the couple have sex on, just happens to be a Mother's Day um, in 75, because I've again heard her interviewed and she says this, he informs her that that is the last time that they would ever be having sex. He He starts spending most of his nights away from the home and he returns early hours of the morning with excuses constantly that he's working late. Uh, the Hoff, Carol, uh, observes that he's starting to bring home teenage boys into the garage in the early hours. Oh, my Lord. And she finds gay pornography. Come and then, on. rather alarmingly, she starts to find, and it does say plural, men's wallets and identification inside the house. All right. When Call she the confronted. <laughs> when she confronted Gacy about who these items belong to, he informs her angrily that it's none of her business. So, again, here's one of those other key moments. Yeah. At least he didn't say, I don't know nothing about birth and babies. (laughs) (laughs) So, not because there are teenage boys coming into the garage or because she's finding people's identification. Coming in the garage. But because they have an argument over a failed balance of a checkbook, Carol asks Gacy for a divorce. (laughs) Enough, right? Are you kidding? That I will not... That I will not stand for. I'll draw the line at that. Correct. Fuck me. That's just... So typical, really. A lot of the stuff that we read, I'm not even surprised by that. It's like, oh, I I won't deal with any of the stuff that I just don't know how to deal with, but I can... That I can kind of own an anchor on something. Yeah. You know. (laughs) I have morals, John Wayne. You know, I can can handle you taking teenage boys into the garage, but... All oh, but if I Fuck. can't buy myself whatever I want, we're out. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if we're going to have yeah. monetary problems whilst you're doing all of these crimes, I'm not okay Enough. with that. Enough. I'm out. Yeah. God. He agreed to his wife's request, although by mutual consent, she continued to live he got at the, the house. West Summerdale house. No, until February no. So she's... What? She's still there tonight. It's important to remember this. She's still there till 1976 when she and her daughters moved into their own apartment. So it's not like they're out immediately. Like that's immediately, just messed up. That, and that's important for what happens after. That's mm-hmm. important. A month later on March 2, the Gacy's divorce decree upon the false ground of Gacy's infidelity with, it's important to note, women. women. Yeah. Correct. Again. The it's false like, oh, grounds though, did you say? Correct, because it wasn't infidelity with women, it's infidelity with men. Hmm. But of course, that prob- I don't even know if you would if they would have accepted that as a reason, possibly in Illinois, I don't know. But again, they shy away from that. You know, that, That's the worst thing you can do. That's the worst crime is anything the, to be doing under the homosexuality, heaven forbid. It's not even men, it's teenage boys. Like, fuck. Like, yeah. you know, he's bad, but fuck lady. You know, there's some shit going on there and yeah. don't yeah. turn a blind eye. I'm telling you, red flags. Like, red... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, flags. yeah. Red clown noses. Red... Like, <laughs> God. So at the same time that this is sort of all happening, his PDM, which stood for Painting, Decorating and Maintenance, his business is growing. So I remember he'd started it back in, I don't know, I think 71, when he'd moved back to Chicago, moved into the house with Mummy. Yes. They set it up from Summer Summerdale. Um, Summerdale Ave. Yep. And he, it starts to become so successful that he, he's able to get rid of the, the day job, which is important. So he was doing the painting and decorating 
of a night, which you know, you'd expect it to be the opposite. He was actually the cook in the day. What? Doing his night. Correct. Yeah, right. Yes. Gacy worked evenings up. on his construction, you know, company, but he did the day work as the cook. So you can see that it's just a cover, really, to be going out and decorating. Um, so initially, how did undertook... it become successful then? Well, initially, he undertook minor repair work because I don't think he was particularly trained in any of this, uh, such as sign writing, yeah. pouring concrete, and redecorating. But I love this. Later, expanded to include projects such as interior design. Remodeling, installation, oh. assembly, and landscaping. Is there nothing this man cannot do? He was He's very, very good handy at to have around the house. Designing rape dungeons. Alf Stewart would have got him <laughs> involved. Oh god. So he's able to quit his job as uh, a cook, so he could commit fully to his construction business, which should be alarming for us. Yeah, fully. Um, yes. yep. By seventy-five. He was, um, you know, PDM expanded rapidly and he was working up to 16 hours a day. Uh, he ended up with some was big contracts. Though? Yeah, when you say working, is that in inverted commas? Yeah, it is it's inverted. <laughs> and it's not that they didn't, didn't have legitimate projects, but he must have needed quite a cast of, you know, young... Nubile men. Men mm. to help him with this work. Teenagers. By 19, mm. In 1978, the annual revenue was over $200,000 and that's... A lot. Like I mean, yeah. it was a success. It's a lot, accounts. isn't it? For back pretty then. much everything yeah, this wow. man puts his hand to, he succeeds in. Yeah, he succeeds at. Yeah. Mm. And now Except marriage have... and living legally. Uh, well, I'm just going to add to that because I had a little look see while you were chatting before. Yeah. Apparently, Illinois repealed its sodomy laws in the '60s. Actually. <laughs> oh. So I'm not see, sure. See, I wondered that if it... that's why he moved there. Maybe, because it, it doesn't... No, he had to, because that was where he was from. He had to go to his mother. Maybe. Oh, I see yes, what Yes, but saying. he would have agreed with that because yeah. I won't get into yeah, jail again so. for what I'd Maybe. like to and do. So yeah. I thought that was interesting because he didn't say he was um, being unfaithful in the, uh, in the divorce with men. And I wondered if that was because it was illegal. And it doesn't look like it was by 1976. So that's interesting. Anyway. It doesn't mean it's socially acceptable. Oh, no, no, no. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So, you can say that again, he's built a new life for himself. He's, well, a new cover as such. You know what I mean? He's running a construction company now. Yeah. Where he was Mr. KFC, where he was the colonel before, you know, he's a successful businessman. If you're a successful businessman, people <laughs> allow that, look, there's an opportunity for him to meet other people. It's this fabulous, fabulous cover. And, you know, again, mm. he's making a success of it. In, in terms he's of. He's like Kylie he Minogue. He just keeps reinventing himself. <laughs> or Madonna, yeah. He just pivots. I love or that. Or Madge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pivots. <laughs> and speaking of re um, rebranding, re uh, you know inventing himself, let's talk about him and his clowning. Oh. So he was a member of a local club called the Moose Club, and Gacy became aware of the Jolly Joker Clown Club, whose members regularly performed at fundraising events and parades. In addition to voluntarily entertaining so hospitalised children, oh. I know, I know. In 75, he joined the Clown Joker Club. Clown Club. Like, I know it was a different time back then. Pick any man in your life. I'm, I'm thinking of my own, um, you know, in the context of the 1970s, my own childhood, whatever. And even today, pick any man, fan, friend, or in your family who went to join a clown club and was able to create their own clown character. Could you imagine doing that? What, what shall I be? Imagine your dad going, oh, do you know what? I wouldn't mind being Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. I just, I, 
it must have been of a different time because I cannot imagine rocking up with other men going, mm, what are you going to do? What's your face paint going to look like? What's your makeup going to do? What's your outfit going to well, be? Yes. you say that, but then you've got all these people who love LARPing, right? So there are a lot of people who do this live oh, action Oh, you have to remind play. me what that's called, live, live action. Live action role play. Role play. Yeah. But was that a thing then or is that the modern no, day version? I think that? that might oh, be the modern day version. So you've got people... You don't know what laughing is. I wonder who I wonder who we I wonder who we've offended then by basically saying you're the clowns. No, no, no. <laughs> I just it, it's a Oh, I agree. It, well, you know, lapers don't go around and entertain sick kids in hospital. But they entertain each other. They do. Yeah, so they'll yeah. dress up in like medieval thing and they'll mock fight each oh, other yeah, and I've have battles. There's, a, there's an yeah. ad for one of the health funds. I don't know if it's over yes, here or if it's yes, 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 out, yes, and I'm always like, "Oh dear god, please." I no. Yes, yeah. that's right. She's living her What's best the, life um, being a laugh. That's right. That's yeah. it. That's the, yeah. that's it. And I and she says the word laugh because the... I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Yeah. But... yeah, right. Who was the clown in Melbourne that would have been around? <laughs> zig and Zag. Yeah. Zig and Zag. See, there, there, there were clowns in Melbourne. Zig and Zag. So Murder. I think clowning they were member was clowns were far yeah. more yeah, yeah far huge. more socially yeah. acceptable back then than what it is now. I think if you had oh, well, look yeah, at kind of ruined it for Look at Ronald McDonald. I mean, oh yes, yeah, of course. You know, well, like I it's try not to. so sinister. <laughs> but your, your 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 point is well made that it was probably much more of a thing. Absolutely. How mm. could I have not made the connection with Ronald McDonald? That's brilliant. It's so true, Schmitty, of that time. Mm. Clowns were king. Yeah, yeah, fine. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, so he invents not one but two characters of his own. Uh, he devises Pogo the clown and Patches the clown, devising his own makeup and costumes. I don't know what to say because I think he did a shithouse job, but then I think that everybody else is pretty awful as well. It's not like on the scale of clowns that I'm judging him against. I just, you know, it's pretty ordinary. So if he was going to do like a clown race instead of um, RuPaul's Drag Race, if he was doing clown race, you reckon he would be one of those contestants who went off in the first or second because they don't know how to put any makeup on and they they don't know how to put their fake breasts on and they've still got a beard. Round and round, yeah, yeah, And Michelle Visage is telling them off because they've got a midnight shadow. Shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, gosh. So I was just wondering whether, in your opinion, clowns should be part of cancel culture where we just get rid of them and just we don't ever want to hear about clowns ever again. They've brought nothing know. to society just, that is good. I, just, I don't, I see no merit. I, they're just not something for me. I can't. You'd happily cancel them? They're an irrelevance to me. I just don't get it. I don't know people who, people yeah. who are interested in clowns. I, I don't know how I'd have a conversation with that person. <laughs> I would be intrigued, actually. I'd like to meet somebody who really is passionately, actually, no, that's not so. I'd like to meet somebody who, within my own circle and, you know, people, network of friends, whatever else, who genuinely likes clowns because I would, be interested not not some whack job who's loved clowns the whole life but someone who you know one of our friends who can call in and say Carla I'd like to discuss my fondness for, for clowns. clowns I've always my loved them since I was a child I really like clowns I find them highly entertaining I love their costumes I love the you know the, the imagery around the fantasy it. oh yeah. I know clowns what's not to love mm-hmm. I would be intrigued to have a conversation with somebody <laughs> A clown stuff. And you're just going to say, fuck right off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah clowns, are, clowns are people um, too. Tell me. Tell me. What am I missing? What have I missed? Tell me. Because... <laughs> so in, in my recollection, Zig and Zag, who were the ones in Melbourne who yeah. did do Moomba, they also yeah. were quite active with the Royal Children's Hospital and yeah. fundraising. And, and I actually think they were quite a loved part of oh, don't doubt it. Melbourne society at the time. So mm. I think yeah. um, it's... 
it's quite interesting to, to just see how much because I, I don't think anyone loves clowns anymore. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think you that might they be were right. Really Maybe it's big... just of it's of the time, isn't it? All right. And there's lots I of things so. that we laugh yeah, about. Like bit... that. Maybe they've Google... had their day. Like <laughs> what royals. Is but I'm thinking who the... loves clowns? Called the best use for clowns are rodeos and stuff to get them. Oh yeah. To get them away Again, from that's distract true. the bull. Yeah. Cause a distraction. He seldom earned money for his performances and later said that he was acting, his acting as a clown allowed him to regress into childhood. And... Oh, I'm he, sorry. Can I just digress for a moment? Because I've been trying to find some evidence that people love clowns because you yes. two have just said they don't. Oh, they will. <laughs> we know they will. The website clownpassions.com. <laughs> Which is <laughs> a 100% free... A porn website. When, when you say you found it, you mean you logged back in. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I reactivated my account. Yeah. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I'll renew my subscription. <laughs> Too funny. So sorry, it is it it is a hundred percent free dating and social networking for clowns and clown lovers. Clown chat. Hang on, free free dating and social networking. Like what? You'd at least go free social networking and dating, not who wants to date and social network? Clowns are unique entertainers in that they are simultaneously loved and hated and in some cases even feared. Introduce a clown to any large group of people and you're likely to see a myriad of reactions. Clown Passions provides a welcoming environment for the clown community. In, a that safe is in space. Yeah. Where colourful costumes, <laughs> red noses, extremely large shoes... This is great! And tiny, <laughs> tiny cars... <laughs> the tiny, tiny cars! cars. <laughs> ...are accepted as squirting water flowers... <laughs> Members can browse the clown groups to find others based on their clown (laughs) skills. Juggling, magic, physical comedy, or puppetry, as well as many (laughs) others. Everything is free, so sign up to enjoy photo personals, free clown chat, whatever that is, message boards, and email. There you go. See? Wow. Goodness gracious. Someone must love a clown. um, That was genius. Great point, Schmitty. I I think it's only fair that people who have a thing for tiny cars, they do. Tiny, tiny cars, it says. (laughs) (laughs) I want the people who love tiny, tiny cars to have their community. They need their people too. I'm all for They're people too, aren't they? Absolutely. Everybody, who am I to judge? Good on you. Tiny, tiny cars. Mm. Another thing that makes clown passions unique... Tiny, tiny car lovers. ...that makes clown passions unique is that it has a number of features that specifically address the interests of the clown community. How about that? If if you have any interests, it's clownpassions.com. Yeah, wow. Clownpassions.com. And if they say who introduced you, just say Schmidt. <laughs> Name drop Schmitty. Send them Schmitty sent me. And the promo code trial by one clown passions. Member get member. I love it. Backslash Schmitty. 
Don't tar us with that brush. <laughs> I love it. Oh. This has been a very roundabout way to get to a member get member promotion yeah. for cloudspassion.com. <laughs> yes. Schmitty, that's why her eyes lit up so much when you said you were going to talk about the clown murderer. She's like, yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> That is trial pie wine, clown passion is 20. <laughs> For 20 oh, oh, oh. dollars. <laughs> For a yearly subscription of just $20, you'll be entitled to. <laughs> oh, Ouch. goodness. Oh, I've got that jaw ache. Ow. Me too. Oh, I'm glad I could provide. Bring it you back. I need to bring back. myself back. Yeah. Okay, so let's, yeah. let's Three, go. Three, two, one, you're back in the room. <laughs> let's go back to sadness. <laughs> right. Okay, back to sadness. <laughs> okay, yep. Okay, oh God. Right. I think it speaks volumes actually because the next bit says that, you know how we're saying it was of the time. Mm. He performed as both Pogo and Patches, these two different, you know, clown alter egos, at local parties, which I'd get, um, charitable events, I think I'd understand, children's yeah. hospitals, definitely. Yeah. And political functions, yeah. mm. and that's what that's what it crosses all gamuts no. of society at that time, doesn't it? It's just like everybody wants a clown Ba-bow. at their function, yeah. And I just, yeah, right. you know, yeah. I, I can understand now why when, the, when we started this and we're looking at that sinister clown, why he only gets gigs for you know scaring children. Business ain't what it used to be, right? I mean, he wasn't getting paid, but yeah. no, there are no gigs at all. Um, and I also I, thought I it was feel quite like our, now, our political events are now just full of clowns, also known yeah. as politicians. They don't need to be dressed up, correct? <laughs> We don't need to pay um, someone to do that. We've got that nailed. Sometimes Gacy would remain in his clowning garb after a performance and briefly drink at a local bar before returning home. It's his voluntary public service as a clown throughout the years of his murders that lead him to be known that led him to be yeah, known as yeah. the killer clown. So there's nothing really more than that. That's the whole so thing. So he doesn't that was just kill they, them they dressed onto as it. a clown. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It doesn't. Hold, yeah. Yeah. So you know. I was sort of trying to explore that thing, but that, that's not that's not the territory. It's not that's here just or there. It's not the media. Story, Correct. It? You know, yes, it is, if, but it's not. If he hadn't been a clown, then what you would have said the construction killer because he ran a construction yeah. company. Like totally, you know, it's, it's just the like that. It's, it's just a killer. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it just didn't have the visual imagery, let's say, <laughs> that a clown did. And a, a, you know, yeah. some dodgy yeah, yeah. old. Well, he wasn't even that old, but you know, middle. Of, mm, oh, he's in his thirties. In a bar, yeah, correct. So, obviously, he was using his um, company. So, much of PDM's um, workforce were high school students, young men, and he'd often proposition his workers for sex or he'd insist on sexual favours in return, you know, for favours, like lending them vehicles or giving them money or whatever. You know, you can imagine young people to do what they want to do or go, yeah, all right, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a blowjob or do whatever I'll else. Give yeah, you yeah, handy. Exactly. Yeah. He also claimed to own guns and tried to sort of scare them a bit. You know, do you know how easy it would be for me to kill you? So he was doing just or just threatening stuff. But Yeah, right. It's a little bit of carrot and stick then, isn't it? Correct. Um, in 1973, so again, I'm, I know I'm chopping and changing a bit, but it's interesting because there was a series of things that were going on whilst 
he was also setting his life up, you know, setting up his business, getting married, you know, doing the clown work, being part of the local JC. All this stuff was happening at the same time as the more underhand stuff was starting to happen. And, you know, you, I wanted to paint that picture first. In 73, Gay sure. a teenage yeah, yeah. employee, travelled to Florida. <laughs> Nothing good happens down there. Of course. Although I love Florida, I have to be very careful. It's a great mini it. golf oh, course. It's a great place to go, but there's lots of alligators. <clears throat> On the first night in Florida, yeah. Gacy raped the employee in their hotel room. Jesus. After returning to Chicago, the employee drove to Gacy's house and beat him in his yard. Gacy told his wife he'd been attacked for refusing to pay him for his poor quality painting work. Right. So again, it's, uh, there are so many instances of people saying. I mean, it just—it's non-stop. It's not like he ever had a period of time where he wasn't out raping people. Basically, you know, at, that's his best-case scenario. I'm I'm glad that we're now using the word rape. One hundred percent. That's good. It, it sounds more appropriate than which than... Yeah. sexual assault yeah. or um, sodomy. Well, and sodomy, or you know, and yeah. what all these other things that are not like you. And it's also, you know, potentially yeah. pedophilia, yeah. Or depending on how old they are, and you know, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh gosh, yeah, he was um, in nine. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Now, Good chat. That is again trial by wine, clown passions oh, twenty. <laughs> <laughs> in 1975, Gacy was appointed director of Chicago's annual Polish Constitution Day parade, an event that he would supervise until 1978. Polish? Yep. Oh, yeah, because he was Polish. Through his work with the parade, Gacy met and was right. photographed with you First Lady Pole. Rosalind Carter. The event later became oh. an embarrassment to the United States Secret Service. There are photos her, of him yes. with the First Lady. Oh, oh yuck. Indicating PR sodomizing her Correct. or just photos with her? No, in because he went on his. It's like uh, all in the those pictures, people who had a lovely time with Jimmy Savile, and yes. are like, oh, how embarrassing now. Yeah, but more than that, he, he apparently in the, or he Prince in the photograph. Mm. He in the photograph he is wearing an S mm. pin, which indicates a person given special clearance. So oh, clearly God. they've got you know even worse. Like, even worse yeah. So the Secret Service gave him special clearance. <laughs> no, he's yeah. a clown. He's fine. Brilliant. You know, yeah, yeah. He's just clowning clowns around. are lovely. It's all in good. It's all in good humour. Yeah. Don't tar them all with the same brush. So there you go. You've got a picture of a guy who is, you know, standing with the first lady. I mean, you, I, I don't even know what to say to that. So, hmm. let's just cut to the chase. What did he do? Gacy murdered at least thirty-three young Jesus. men and boys. I didn't. I didn't know it was that many. I knew it was a lot, but thirty-three. Mm. He buried twenty-six mm. of them in the crawl space yep. under the house in Summerdale <clears throat> Avenue. So Summer I don't. Do you, I don't. I, I did Google this to make sure I was absolutely clear. I, I thought what I knew a what crawl it was. Space is? It's crawl spaces. You know, you've got mm. your, your earth. And then there's a gap between where the building starts. And particularly, yeah, I don't know that it's done here. Or the stumps. Yeah. And, then... and certainly of those type of houses, it was the done thing. And a crawl space is an unoccupied... An occupied, un- unoccupied. Unoccupied. Unfinished, yeah. narrow yeah. space within a building between the yeah. ground and the first floor. The crawl space is so named because yeah. there is typically only enough room to crawl rather than stand. Anything larger than yeah, about right. 1 to 1.5 metres would be considered a basement. So that's important. Right. Because you can't, you can't, yeah, def- yeah. You can't do anything with it. It is literally... The kind of thing where, do you know what? When we've been in the US at the house, there's someone had to crawl underneath to get to a pipe or something. That's all I would mm. think of. Yeah. 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 
Ours would be about 500 mil tops, 400. Yeah. You couldn't crawl under it. You've got a like commando crawl kind of thing, not... Did he cut the floorboards up so that he could actually dig this space? Because how would you dig that space and then bring a body in and conceal it? I know it's not Put six it in foot. There. And hide the smell. Yes. It'd take you forever. Yeah, the whole thing doesn't add up much. to me. Oh, no, it's, and apparently it smelt when they went in there. Oh, okay. um, oh anyway, and I'll get to that. And while the wife is living did. there too. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what he did. His, okay, so we'll get to it. His victims included people he knew and random individuals he lured from the, yep. the Greyhound State bus station. Mm. Uh, or, you know, or simply off the streets with the promise of a job with PDM or an offer of a drink or drugs or money or sex. It was everything. He didn't... Could, Sorry, go Schmidt. I was just going to ask a question. You know that first person who went to the police and didn't show up? At yeah. His, um, that was he a victim? No. Oh. oh. I wondered if that's why he never didn't showed up because Gacy had killed him. Okay, okay. Sorry, go on. I say that. I don't know. I haven't come across that, but you might be right because then I didn't I, I wondered that too. Right. I think mm. you might be on it. Yeah, yeah. That came across. I think you might be because no. I haven't gone into the details. You can go in, like I have no, that's a okay, list that's of okay. all the different, well, maybe I can look into that later because I've got, there's like about that many by each it's person terrible. they were able to identify and then the ones they back, have found out more recently because of DNA or whatever. I mean, it's such mm. a volume of work. Could you imagine that? Anyway, good question. Mm. We'll see if I can find the answer. Um, some victims were grabbed by force. Others were conned into believing Gacy was the sheriff uh, or a policeman. So he mm. he did lots of different things to lure people and... Uh, he would usually lure them alone, although sometimes he did do doubles, uh, and he did kill two victims in a night. So he was good at this. That's busy. This is important. This is what you want to know, I guess. Inside Gacy's home, his usual modus operandi was to ply a youth with drink, drugs, or generally gain his trust. He would then produce a pair of handcuffs to show a magic trick. So here we have the little bit of a clowning bit come in, I guess. Sometimes as part of a clowning routine because nothing would entertain me as a young male going to another man's house. Show me, show me some of your clowning work. It's such What's a turn you say Show me, you've got to show, got to show me. <laughs> so, so sorry, just going back to clown passions. Then, yes, Dane. If we were back <laughs> on the dating website of clownpassions.com, yep. mm. I think that would be a magic trick. So that would fall under the special category of magic, and that is the special chat room he'd be in to be telling people about his magic trick. Yes? Do you want to drop a promo code in there? Try by one. Clown Passions 20. <laughs> 20. <laughs> oh, God. He typically cuffed his own hands behind his back, then surreptitiously oh. released himself with the key, which he'd hid between his oh. fingers. He then offered to show his intended victim how to release himself from the handcuffs. <gasps> mm. oh, with the victim yeah. manacled and unable to free himself, Gacy then made a statement to the effect that <laughs> the trick is you have to have the key. Gacy referred to this act to restrain the victim as the handcuff trick. Gacy proceeded to rape and torture his captive. He frequently began by sitting on or straddling himself over his victim's chest before forcing the victim to fillet him. Gacy then inflicted acts of torture including burning with cigars, making the captive imitate a horse as he sat on their back, and pulled upon makeshift reins around their necks and violation with foreign objects such as Stuffed. dildos yeah. and prescription yeah. bottles. Yeah. You know, he just sodomised his captive. To immo- immobilise his captive's legs before engaging in acts of torture, Gacy, Gacy frequently manacled their ankles to a two-by-four with handcuffs attached to each end 
an act inspired by the Houston mass murders. He's also known to have verbally taunted many of his victims throughout their continued abuse and to have dragged or forced several victims to crawl into his bathroom where he partly drowned them, oh God, in the bathtub before repeatedly repeatedly reviving them, enabling him to continue and to endure the torture. Oh, he's a fuck. Gacy would make a statement to the effect he would kill his victims when he wanted to. Gacy typically murdered his victims by replacing a rope tourniquet around their neck before progressively tightening the rope with a hammer handle. I don't know what that is. A hammer handle. Oh, that would be... What does that twisting mean? Twisting it. Twisting it. Oh, so you, you right. Would okay, got it. Twist it and it would get tighter each time you twist it. I would yeah, never yeah. have arrived. You should Isn't have that been first to say yeah, that. They use that. No, they garrot, that is, no yeah. garrot is where you... It's the tightening of them almost. Yeah. Nearly, yeah where you so you'd have the rope around the neck and then around the hammer and you would turn it slowly mm. and that oh would tighten God. the rope. Mm. Okay. Tighten the rope, but a garrot yeah, yeah. is like um, it's almost a piece beating. of wire with yeah, two yeah. handles and just go, yeah. cut yeah. the head straight off. Oh my God, yeah. it's just so awful. <laughs> he referred to this act, so he sees it as you know a series of acts, as the rope trick. Frequently informing his captives, it's not a fucking this trick, is the last clown. trick. In at least one instance, he had read part of Psalm 23 as he tightened the rope around his victim's neck. Occasionally, the victim had convulsed for an hour or two before dying, although several victims died by asphyxiation from cloth gags stuffed deep into their throat. Oh, Jesus. Except for his two final victims, all were murdered between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. After death, Gacy usually stored the victim's bodies under his bed for up to 24 hours, before burying his victim in the crawl space where he periodically poured quicklime to hasten mm-hmm. the de- decomposition See, of right. his victims. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, victims' so bodies were taken to his was... garage, garage sorry, and embalmed prior to their burial. Hmm? Right. He's an embalmer as well. He has got so many jobs. Skills. Oh. Mm. It's so revolting. What a monster. It is quite remarkable, isn't it? He's fucked. Yeah. Although Gacy remained gregarious and civic-minded, several neighbours had noticed erratic changes in his behaviour after the 1976 divorce. Because I think that's when people start to look, actually. Because it wasn't... That's not when the murders were started. Murdered loads of people by that point. But Mm. people view you slightly differently or, you know, they're a bit more suspicious or mindful of cars coming and going. When and, it, well, the wife with the wife of the daughters there. So yeah, it's great people cover. coming over, whatever. And yeah. so, in some ways, you're going, "Why didn't you want to get rid of them?" And in other ways, you're like, "They were the perfect foil." Of course, you wouldn't. If you're mm. getting away with this, and they're asleep between three a.m. and six a.m. where you're doing most of your work, but I mean, really, how do people not notice? I do not mm. know. But she you know, noticed teenage boys Correct. going she noticed into. Their, yeah. She saw like, that, and she yeah. she noticed their belongings being left behind. <clears> like, why would you leave your wallet? And any belongings, you oh, know? Oh, an ID and everything, yeah. Yep. And it's funny what mm. people notice in retrospect. This includes seeing him keeping company with young mm. males. I love that, keeping company. It's such I'm, a wholesome yeah, way of saying company. it. keeping company. Hearing his car arrive or depart in the early hours of the morning or seeing lights in his home switch on and off in the early hours. One neighbour later re- recollected that for several years, <laughs> this years I said that, the sounds mm. of muffled, high-pitched screaming, shouting, and crying had repeatedly no her and her son in the early morning hours. Oh no! Come on, 
Come on. She identified the sounds as, I know, as emanating from a house adjacent to theirs on West Summerdale Avenue. I can come at the lights on, the car, you know, leaving, all of that. That, There's nothing that is overly criminal about that. Evidence of obvious crime. Yeah, that's right. But a man taking teenage boys into his garage, the screaming, like, come on. What? No. The weeping, like, ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, in a way, this has led us to the point where we're talking about movies, and there's so much to this that's not about a clown that I actually found really quite riveting. So, perhaps that could be part one, and then we can look at, you know, what what was he actually doing? Because... You know, there is a lot of stuff that's been found out, even in fairly recent years with the, you know, we've talked about it before, Schmitty, with the, with the DNA, DNA testing, yeah, where they yeah. actually been able to find people who'd been missing. They had no idea that he was even a, you know, they were victims of him. Yeah, yeah. People go missing all the time who have no one looking for them, sadly. I know. And a lot of people like this who are, you know, young guys who are, you know, drifting around, whatever else. The, the whole point like, about the Greyhound bus is yeah. exactly that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so 36 years old, 26 people in his crawl space under, you know, under the house, three elsewhere on the property, and four that he'd put into the Des Plaines River, which is, you know, where they live mm. with Des Plaines. But that's that's a lot to cover, so I won't cover it all, but I'll go and find, you know, some of the people who, you know, their children were missing and or whatever else, who, you know, the people where they knew that there was something mm. going on. Yeah, yeah. And, um, the I will get back to you and about the latter part of his life in, in jail because it, there's so much to look at. It's really mm. interesting. Very well done, this documentary and stuff. So, so what do you want to do? Perhaps we can park it then in terms of yeah, the trial. Yeah, exactly. So how do we um, mm. cover that? We, well, well, there's so many people along the way that deserve to have a bloody <laughs> nut punch for sure for just not taking mm. the time and care. Mm. Can you start with what his uh, his sentence was just so that we can... What did he end up being you know given? Twelve deaths. Twelve. Did he get death penalty? Death sentences. Yeah, yeah. So he was murdered, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he was executed. Well, he was executed. You know, it depends on which injection. side of the fence you're on, but either way, he's murdered. It was put but down. I just a lot of this stuff I'm comes okay back to how that. can people get away with things for so long. You know, and then not, it's not like he's living alone or, you know, and the smell, the, smell, the sound. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't, it's it wasn't Nizhny Novgorod where everyone knows it smells. Yeah, you know? we've had the no. smell a few times, haven't <laughs> yeah. we? And just, yeah. I reckon the lime would mask it. But I think not Carla entirely. said it was no. a smell. No, no. no I, I did hear one no, of them. No, didn't the, you say? And when I'll go into this, when they start to go in, they start to take up the floor. They find stuff, oh, I don't want to give it away, but when they go in there, they find the first three things they find when they go in are three, I think it's left-legged femur mm. bones. And they're like, uh, you this can't have unusual. more than one left <laughs> femur. No one has three and that's, of them. And that's when yeah, yeah. It, it becomes what was, I mean, looking for, you know, they're looking for one person initially. Becomes, what did he what murder, it, an ant? <laughs> a millipede, a millipede. Femurs, they? <laughs> an ant human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So oh no, be, um, that made me think of that horrible film, The Human Centipede or something. So anyway, <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. I've just heard it talked about. It's ringing a bell for some strange oh, reason. Oh, I've heard I don't know about it. Oh, it's awful. It's not, not no, nice. I haven't seen we, it either, but yeah, no. Let's, let's, let's not, yeah, let's no, not explore let's not that one. It. Anyway, sorry. 
Let's go yeah, back yeah. to the clowns. But listeners, um, if you don't know about it, don't don't, look, don't Google no. it unless you are alone, not on your work computer, and are very prepared to be freaked and out. And have a strong it's stomach. It's repulsive. Anyway. Um, so well, so yes. I guess just... Or at least a vomit yeah. bucket. I think um, I'm, I'm happy to go hard on the neighbour who heard screams for years and did nothing. Yeah. Uh, didn't call totally. anyone, didn't question anything. Um... And I think, you know, she hasn't murdered anyone herself. She's been a bit um, uh, remiss in doing the right thing from a... It's so funny <laughs> that you said remiss because that word was in my mind. I was like, she's yes, been a bit yes. remiss. Yeah. Oh, don't mind me. Oh, darling, I was having a, a couple of vague years there. But yes, now in reflection, perhaps, yes. It's better than hindsight. I did hear some screaming yes, and yes. howling. Mm. Yes, my son and I did used to wake up to the sound of murderous screams. Oh, yes. We did like to sit out on, on the porch and have a cup of tea and listen to the sounds of young men being murdered. Mm. Oh, torture men. I mean, just it is. Vile. So, so oh. I'm going to sentence her and her son to a mm-hmm. daily cocktail of quite old Baileys <laughs> and Campari because I'm sure Campari will curdle Baileys. Quite old <laughs> Baileys and Campari. Yeah, and Ouch. they have to just. Swallow that down every day as a gentle reminder that they should have said something and not swallow their voices at the time. Mm. That's my sentence for that lot. Mm. I think that's a good sentence for them. I think they... Just trying to think who else we could sentence. Penal system. I think we should. Ten years and he gets eighteen months. Penal. Penal. You know, ten years and he gets eighteen months and he's a model uh, prisoner and he's you know, lauded and record record numbers um, of JCs. Oh yeah, I was trying to look at that. I think that might be more common than we realise, but I have I, I can't. They haven't got enough time to. I don't care. What's more common? Se- sealing the What's record of a of a um the criminal oh, record. Right. So I'm not sure, but I'll yeah. expunge. It wasn't expunged. It was sealed. Mm. But I'll I'll look that into word. that later. Mm. But yeah, no, that just the whole system. If we said he was homosexual, obviously he was, or bisexual, and it was against the law, and maybe they sort of said, yeah, as, to your point earlier, Paul, it's against the law, but it's not like murder. Like ten years for that seemed to be extreme. Um, it's not murder, but hmm. although having said you that, you wouldn't get that for rape. Well, hey, well, I was just about to say, having said that. Well, nowadays, anyway. I'm still unclear as to because they said he he was charged with sodomy. They didn't charge it with rape. That's the bit I don't get about that charge. Or pedophilia, right? It's not. Yeah, was the crime? It's just the. Was the crime just bumming someone? The softer was... sentence. In my head, it's a softer sentence. Maybe I live in a different world to 1970s <laughs> Iowa <laughs> bumming so. someone well Carla's giggling just at bum it. chums exactly I'm because, giggling because uh, Carla remind me that kid was underage Where, the one the, who went to prison the, for the, the one son. he bummed yeah. and but no he yeah. did he raped him I'll take that back he raped him didn't he <laughs> the, 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 one he the kid yeah, the kid yeah, it wasn't just bumming yeah John John the yeah they, the and the, the the complaint yeah. was it was non-consensual is my point right he was 15 years yeah, old. Yeah, Okay, right. So it wasn't just bumming. So it was it's, raping. it's pedophilia and it's rape. But I don't think... But why not call it... But also it... pedophilia, right? It's not... Yes, I agree. Uh, well, absolutely. But... Both. What I'm... Exactly. So why was the charge just about sodomy? Like, why were we all... That's why what I'm saying. Why was it all just That's about the... where you put your dick 
as opposed to the actual crime of forcing someone. All the other shit. Correct. So that is where the penal system was wrong. I don't, I don't know how much you've listened to Little Britain, but they have a they have a little joke about cock and bum fun, <laughs> and I think you know co- cock does? and bum fun can be a thing. Little Britain. Little Britain. Oh. Little Britain. It's yeah, yeah. Cock and bum fun, God bless and that's them. a thing amongst consenting adults, yes, right? That's right? I'm okay with that, but but cock and bum fun <laughs> with a man and a child. It sounds like a bakery. And a man and a non-consenting child. That's right. That's right. It's great. Fucked. Don't 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 sit there in court and say, Oh, it was just a bit of cock and bum fun, you get ten years. Call it what it is, and maybe yeah. you would have put him in jail yeah. for a whole lot longer and he wouldn't have got out in eighteen months and he wouldn't have done the shit that he did. It like, would be interesting to understand what the Fuck sort yeah, of it would be interesting to understand the average um, sentence of the same period for raping a young woman. Or like an underage woman yeah. at the time. Why is it about sodomy? Mm. If if you cock and bum fun, fund a uh, underage woman, would you get done for sodomy or would you get done for rape? And exactly. Pedophilia? Exactly. God, are we, are we really talking about cock and bum fun? That's just ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> yes, I agree with a set sentencing. That's and because ages. that's because Those you're yeah, because you're trying to lighten the mood on it, and it is it's horrific. What he went Des- on to do desperately awesome. trying to right, yeah. desperately trying yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yes, I actually think the second part would be way more horrendous than this bit. I mean, really, this bit has been awful, but up until the end, more like what he did, what you know, it's sort of like yeah. he, he wasn't out there. Yeah. He was, but I. But we wasn't. So we didn't know it was out the there. Time. No, yeah. it's more like the setup. Yeah. Um, you know, he's out but, there being. Do you know that I know the model citizen? Mm. I know the name. I never knew he was a clown. So, like, I, and I knew of his yeah. crimes, but not the fact that he was a clown. So that's interesting that that was the link that got you into it. Yeah. I'm going to put this Whereas out there something. now. Yes, darling. From here on out, episode on. 21, pay attention to how often we, in the future, describe one of the people we're talking about as being seen as a model citizen. <laughs> it's amazing how many model citizens turn out to be nut, nut job murderers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, there's a real thing, and I don't know if you listen to Australian True Crime ever, but they um, there's a, an amazing uh, woman on that called Narelle Fraser, who is a who was a detective mm. in Melbourne, and she um, ended up with PTSD. But she mm. um, she talks about the fact that these people look like everybody yeah. else so you, you don't you don't see the, no you wouldn't have seen um, as average the joe they called him it's exactly yep. the if, point of this if guy. a pedophile yeah. looked like a pedophile you wouldn't let them amongst your kids correct um yeah. they don't look like that and so they that's how they get away with it so yeah no no absolutely absolutely right anyway. and thank you to michelle laurie for doing that post podcast too because it's very good yeah. anyway um yes what else and other, other crimes and emily other crimes as well? Mm, I think for this, I think that's fine. I think the neighbours, which which sort of, they are sort of like, in, in, they symbolise all not of sure the if people we who turned a blind eye the whole way. We, we just will use that as, yeah, for yeah, everybody do, who, they? for everybody who went, oh, I'm not sure about that, but I don't, I don't want to know. Or that's something to do with homosexuality. I don't want to even address that. That's something to do with him having sex with underage yeah, boys. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to look. I don't want to know. There's so much of that which is don't look, don't know, don't. You know, I don't. I can't deal mm. with that. So I just turn away. As opposed it's to actually all disgusting. Therefore, we can't talk about any of it. Correct. Yet those very same people, I'm sure, given a situation where they thought like a little girl was being abducted or something, would be the oh, you know, 
this is all going wrong. But these yeah, people's yeah, lives yeah. didn't sit. They couldn't deal with, I think, that is the, you know, the young people being raped mm. as, a, as a concept was beyond them. Mm. Oh, no, I was just going to say, with your neighbours, I'm not sure whether we should say, do we cut their tongues out <laughs> so they can't no. ever speak Ooh. again, given that they've made a decision not to? Or do we give them giant fucking megaphones yeah. to say, for God's sake, use yeah. it. You know, if you if you're you're hearing this stuff, do something tell about us. it. Yeah, but it wasn't it. It wasn't a even turn the stereo up in your own house to cause cause a distraction. In the seventies, we didn't have the if you see it, call it out. I mean, we we are currently going through societal educational programs. I don't agree with that. We are currently going through societal education programs around, um, uh, you know, uh, violence against women and domestic abuse in the home. So. Uh, and you see all this, if you see yeah. it, call it out stuff. You know, mandatory reporting of suspected child abuse, abuse has only been around for, oh, what, 10, 15 years? So in the, I, 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 I was the first one to say that neighbours are wrong. So I still think they're wrong. If you hear that for years, come on. Is there a chance, though, that they didn't realise... So it was, don't, don't defend I'm them. I'm not defending no. them, but I'm, 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 I'm all about frickin' cultural context, right? Anyway... So I go megaphone versus cutting their tongue out just for that. I'll go and and Campari and I'll, and Bailey's mixed together curdled drink. And Bailey's. Yep. Carla, can you read out what they said again? For several years, the sounds of muffled, high-pitched screaming, shouting, oh, and off. crying. I mean, literally, it's everything covered. Had repeatedly awakened her and her son in the early morning hours. She identified the sounds. Several years. And if you're looking, if you're looking at his wife and the daughters, and there is no sign that they're being abused, surely. But why didn't she hear anything? Come on. Oh, true. That's again. That's yeah, yeah. And I need to. And that I will find more about that in the Mm. second part because I don't know if that lady's very heavy sleeper, like me. But I mean, the half. The half. The took a couple of Valiums yeah, and went to bed every night. This is a single-storey home. A couple of I mean, if they have a voice and they choose not to use it, just take it away. Fuck. I'm not okay with them. I'm, I I think if you hear that for several years, and I understand mm, you know, I often, often the best thing you can do is try to delve into it more, and maybe, Carla, we should try to do that at some point yeah. if you're going to do a follow-up on this. But yes. my initial thoughts, and I no doubt will um, make an idiot of myself and I'll have to retract it later, but I just think <laughs> if for several years you hear those noises, at what point do you go and say, hey, honey, are you okay? I've heard these noises come. Like, it's surely... Or be pissed off and go over and, and say, go. we can't sleep. What's going Turn on the, over here? Yeah, if you think it's totally up. innocent and Stop. you're not thinking they're murdering somebody, but they're making a hell of a cacophony, you get over there and you'd say, yeah, enough. Yeah. We can't sleep. What are you Stop. up to? And, and even yeah. if you know what's... Even if you know what's going on, stop fucking murdering your teenage boys while I'm trying to sleep. Can you do it between the hours of yeah. seven and seven so that I'm at work and I'm cooking dinner and stuff so I can get a good I've night's sleep? Yeah, I agree. And another desk. I, grab it. Yeah, you know, I get it. I know, I know, I know. Now, I just will story. say, I think most of his murdering took place in the garage because that, that was his office, wasn't it? That's where he's... 
Yeah. Yeah. That is, yes. No. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Between three well, and six. It wasn't his office. I, the office was actually the. Um, I read somewhere no, the it was their dining was room table, table within the house. Yeah. No, that was when he was yeah, living yeah. with his mum. Yeah, you... But no, the murders were in the garage. Yeah. But she. He same said, house. She stayed in the same house. It, she left. She look, the murders are in the garage, and yeah. looking at a plan of the original home because the new Correct. home is not the old. The what was there? They ra- They they knocked it down. The garage was separate to the property. Oh, sorry, separate to the house. So the murders weren't happening. In, so it's possible yeah. there's, there was a bar- barbecue pit in between, you know. So if you imagine this is, uh, I don't know, say 15 metres or something away. And, and I don't know where her bedroom was. So if she's at the other end of the house, the furthest point away from the garage, that could be why she didn't hear it. But um, I'm grasping at straws on it, that's all. I would like to know what she says about that because, mm. yes, yes, I think that, that there's uh, a realm of possibility. I just think it's very, very little. Mm. Let's get in there. Yes, I need to go and listen to right. just some more um, evidence. Well, you don't need to, but if we do decide to do a follow-up... No, I'd like to because, because, oh, because these are the things stuff. that you want to yeah. know. You know. How did you miss that? Maybe and bonus I think that, content. Uh, oh, actually, maybe we could do it. Is that, I don't know. I'll go and see what I find. Because there's a lot. I think there's a lot. There's certainly because we haven't touched on anybody. I haven't told you about one person who's been murdered. <laughs> so did. I want to lighten this a little. So my crime, yes, my next crime is because I'm going to share this picture with you, is for John Wayne Gacy himself. Because honestly, do a better job with that fucking makeup. Is it his clown makeup? Yeah. Oh, it's. Oh. It is. <laughs> I told you it was terrible. Oh, isn't it hideous? He needs to go to the Pons Institute. I saw a different photo. Oh, isn't that shocking? Look at that. What What is he trying to be? Batman? I love how he's accentuated his double chin. His chin bum. Is that? Yeah. Oh, he's got a cleft in his chin. Excellent chin bum. It is, yes. Is that patches or is that... Because I've got a picture of his makeup slightly different, similar colours, but I've got Gacy's Pogo, which is slightly different. I don't know who this is. All I know is... Excuse me, honey, could you sodomise my chin? (laughs) All I know is it's shocking. So he's a crime against clown makeup, and those people on clownpassions.com, trial by wine, clownpassions20 is the promo code, (laughs) will, (laughs) will, you know, be very disappointed about how he's done his makeup. So definitely a crime there. Crime against clown makeup. Yep. Absolutely. What's the sentence? Oh, I want to get that makeup. I, I tell you what, um, remember this story that uh, Wu's sister told me about, oh, it was a story, it happened, I was there when we were in um, Perth and the kids were outside and I think one of them got sunburnt. So when they came in, she put um, Ella Bache floral oil on him to try and calm it down and then didn't realise he was going to go back out in 40 degree heat in the sun and he just <laughs> cooked himself. So maybe my um, it was an accident. Yeah. It was an accident. Everyone out there, that was an accident. She was yeah. absolutely mortified. Anyway, maybe that's the answer. So to mm. your point, Carl, about the Pons Institute. Firstly, we get the cold cream and we clean that hot mess yes. off his face. That would be. Then a we mess, put a nice yes. bit of alabash. I don't even know if they make it anymore. Any form of oil, uh, and we yes. pop him out in the Australian sun, maybe somewhere in the middle of our desert. For a couple of days, so that he can really yeah. feel the heat of the oh, sun. There we go. It up. That's my sentence. A nice forty-eight degree day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To blister Beautiful. that skin. Oh, yeah. Let me go on. <laughs> like like a I blister, blister in the sun. In the sun. That's it. Let me go on. <laughs> Pogo, you know. <laughs> oh God. 
<laughs> Anyone got anything else on, on that, that note? note? Or should we just uh, appropriately say that was a great story? I, and it's I, I, I commend you uh, covering that, Carla, because it's a bit like the piece I did around the DNA and the East Area Rapist, because uh, that is a yeah. massive story also. So I understand the difficulty of trying to address so much in these things and i i do appreciate what you're saying because i knew he was pogo clown i knew he killed lots of people i knew he was a he was he killed boys and he was probably homosexual i knew all those things yeah but i didn't realize the level of kind of that that whole kind of ceo psychopathic stuff that he did outside of that what an achiever he was yeah, yeah yeah it's not the story that i thought i was going to find or that i went looking for and i find that quite often like i I have in my mind, I think, oh, that could be interesting territory or whatever else. And I try and find a story around it. And I thought it was really going to be, I was, you know, I was trying to get the cheap laugh about the clown and whatever else. But that's, when I got to it, it was like, well, I don't really see that that's the story here. That's just someone overlaid that as a, oh, this is a nice little headline. Um, so, yeah, mm. the, the, the basically the clown stuff was for shits and giggles. But there's so much stuff in that lead up to, you know, before he's even arrested where this, this the character... It's really there in this one, you know. There's so much information. There's so much being documented. The fact that he's with the first lady, the fact that you know he's being interviewed in a. I think in a he talks a lot, doesn't he? That they then forget about. So, you know, but if, he's. But I he's think Casey was one of those serial killers who talked a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there'll be a lot of that. So I think that if I can come back and revisit and you know get us to the get us to the lethal injection from you know to the, here to there and with some you know, well not some colour but some you know detail of what he did and who he mm. did it to mm. you know there's no big surprises in that it's being done and where they're all found but but there's other there's a lot more to explore including the bloody neighbors yeah. and the ex-wife and you yeah. know where, where where were they all asleep mm. yeah apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all that yeah. valium and you know and yeah, this yeah, other yeah, thing is right the up. parole board as somebody i did hear someone say basically he was caught 10 years after that would have been 10 years that he would have been in jail if he was you know, yeah. no one ever serves their whole sentence necessarily but they were like we would yeah, have right. not been dealing with the, these people he would, would not, not have had the opportunity to kill all these men no. if he'd stayed in he, jail yeah, that's correct. right yeah. yeah had he done his 10 yeah. years yeah yeah there's one learning that I think comes out of this for me and that's about diversity so like when he's sitting there in his JC meetings and they're going um Let's watch some porn. more porn. More I feel porn. Like had a very more stag films. Audience. More stag yeah, yeah. Films. Uh, yeah, more stag films. That's what these meetings more are really stag lacking. Films. Yeah. If you had some good diversity there, you wouldn't get that. And I think you know that there's a real. Um, we talk about diversity a lot, but I think that that's a really good example of where it would have benefited the whole thing because that wouldn't have been normalised. Oh, totally. This is Someone a tale of um, a, a you know a white male. You know, who was projecting a life as you know straight white male married two children businessman whatever else so it was like you know that, that's so generic no one notices yeah. when all the shit's going down you're quite right it just seems like everything he did was accepted by those around yeah. him because they all kind of just went oh we'll just turn a blind eye yeah maybe they just need to have a blind eye oh there you go oh oh hello there you go i'll give you a blind eye there you go. One that turns. <laughs> one that turns. <laughs> Turn the yeah, that's right, yes. Yes. Oh. Oh. What have you done like, to yourself like the there, love? Like the clowns at, yeah. the, 
At, we could have a trial by wine. You know those clowns that turn their head and you got to put the um, yeah. the yeah. balls in their mouth. It's just the blind yeah. eyes that turns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetheart, what have you done to yourself there? Ooh. You turned a blind eye. It's like, oh, you really did. Uh, whoops. Oh, yeah. What are you doing that <laughs> Which one's looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which eye to make contact All with. All right. No, all good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Enough, Enough of that, you silly rapscallions. Excellent work, yeah. Carla. That was really, really good. And again, Paul, thanks for the japes along the way. And that promo code again, trial by wine, clown potions <laughs> queen. <laughs> clown potions. <laughs> All right. Well okay, done. Okay, guys. Well done. Uh, can't wait till next week. Until next time. All right. Excellent. See you later. Thank you, lovely people. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.